Christmas gift, and uh, yeah, we kind of started playing around the same time. My progress has been significantly slower. Yeah, he's got a tendency to smash his head against the wall until he gets through, though, so... Yeah, I don't really. know how he finds time, though. That's, uh... See, for, for, for me, that's the big challenge, finding time. Actually, finding time for gaming, period, but yeah. these days I've yeah. actually been making quite a bit more, which is, is very encouraging. That's good. It it's pretty different now that more that you record and stuff. It's like you record an hour or two here and then you're done. You have to do your edit, render and all that stuff. So you don't really have much time to sit down a couple hours and just play a game, right. you know? Right. Yeah. All right, uh, I'm back, guys. Hey, man. <laughs> Welcome back. Welcome back. All right, surrounded by oh shit. Not good. Yeah, Skylar is currently playing Dark Souls. Yeah, <laughs> I, hear, I hear the I hear the horse hooves in the background. He must be fighting an invader. Oh no, that's that's <laughs> the one. Hey, you know those giant fat guys in uh, Harvest Valley? Yeah. Hey, don't talk. Don't talk about me like that. <laughs> well, they have those giant sickles then. Those yeah, yeah, I know them. the ones you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm just being surrounded by that when <laughs> like they're the all five guys or whatever. Yeah, yeah. At that point, right now, that's just going for soul peas. That's fine. It's okay. Um, yeah. for the introduction order. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna change it. Now I'm gonna go with what he has. So it's gonna go Ben, Matt, Skyler, because um, that's what P2 wrote. So I have to abide. All right. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah. So uh, Ben, don't worry. I'm also uh, in the same situation as you. I did not get very far. Uh, I never get very far in any of the games <laughs> you pick. <laughs> it's a running joke. That's not a joke. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's funny to me. <laughs> this is how we compensate. We compensate with good humor. There you yeah, go. that's right. That's, that's good. That's good. I like that. Yeah. Okay. Uh... Hello, and welcome to episode nine of the Cartridge Club. I am the ultra-successful member of the Cartridge Brothers, player one. And today we are joined by three fantastic guests. Uh, I could talk for a bit, but instead I want to jump right into their introductions. So, first off, from the extremely entertaining and enlightening and uh, joyful podcast, we have Ben of the Rad Rascals. Hello, Ben. Hello. Thank you so much for having me, guys. And by the way, I need to add in for my absent co-host, Oi Oi. Oi Oi. <laughs> oi Oi. That's gold. Yeah. Ainsley is probably uh, elbow deep in baby poop right now. <laughs> his, his Facebook status, of, of which there have been many, have alluded to that, yes. <laughs> Yeah, excellent. So we're very happy to have you here. Uh, we're both huge fans of your show. Oops. And uh, for anybody who might not know it, uh, why don't you tell us about yourself, tell us about your show, and why you love gaming. Okay. I guess for starters, I'm Canadian. Don't hold it against me. Um, <laughs> um, I've been a gamer for a long time. I'm in my 30s now, and I grew up pretty much from the Atari age until now. So, I mean, gaming has always been a big presence in my life. And, you know, I've kind of tracked my progress in life through gaming. So, I mean, Nintendo to 16-bit you know, to 64-bit, to whatever we have now. So, I don't know, I've just been a lifelong gamer, and it's just one of those hobbies that's always stuck with me. You know, I've kind of strayed from it here and there, but it's something I've always gone back to. And, you know, in more recent years, I've become more involved in the online gaming communities, and that's kind of piqued my interest further. And, of course, as you mentioned, I do run a podcast called The Rad Rascals with my good friend Sir Andy, who uh, everyone who listens to it obviously knows. And, uh, yeah, we just have a blast doing it. We've been doing it for about two years now, and... We've slowed down our output a little bit just due to various reasons. I mean, life happens. He's gotten married, had a kid. Um, I've My job has gotten a lot more intense, and I've kind of moved in with my life, well, my girlfriend as well. So, you know, we don't do it as often as we used to, but we always have a great time doing it. So the podcast is called Radical Rascals. Um, we're on YouTube. We're on Twitter. We're on Facebook. 
And yeah, we just have a wonderful time doing it. It's funny because our podcast, it's about gaming, but every episode gets derailed with something completely non-gaming related. And we're amazed we still have listeners after each episode. <laughs> Are you sure you get derailed? I, I hadn't noticed. <laughs> oh, then you obviously haven't been listening to the right podcast. <laughs> just kidding, yeah. Yeah, I yeah, was... like all 63 episodes within the last, I don't know, three months maybe. It was a lot of Rad Rascals. And, uh, and yeah, that's, that's the thing I love about your podcast is although it's gaming-based, it, it doesn't just focus on that and you guys get into a lot of different other things. And I think that's the reason why it's so successful. Well, well that, that was actually a conscious decision because we really wanted to kind of cut away from the norm because, you know, there's so many podcasts that kind of just focus on one thing. Or, right. And we figured there's so much more to our personalities. And Andy and I have this kind of chemistry where once we start talking about something, it leads to a tangent, which leads to another tangent, which leads to another <laughs> tangent. And before we know it, we're talking about something completely unrelated to what we started. So, you know, right. people seem to like it. It's a, it's a certain brand of humor that we have. And, you know, obviously it's a very M-rated podcast, too. So it, <laughs> sure it, it appeals to those with dirty humor. So, yeah, that, that's in a nutshell, that is me, um, podcaster, gamer. Um, yeah, I mean, if I, I know it's on the outline here. You know, you talk about some of your favorite games. If I had to choose, I would go back to the Super Nintendo era. I mean, some of the best games in, of my life have come from that era. So, like Zelda Link to the Past, Final yes. Fantasy 3 or 6, depending on how you look at it, Chrono Trigger, Super Metroid, Castlevania 4. Oh, yeah. yeah that's, my, that's my era. Yeah, that's... Chin-chin, good sir. That is some excellent choices there. Mm, the gold yeah, age, yeah. For sure. For sure. Yeah. All right, folks, so that's Ben, and uh, if for some strange reason you're listening to this and you have not heard of the Radical Rascals, go check it out. Uh, there will be a link on the webpage, on the YouTube trailer. There will be links everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere. I'm spraying them all over the place. That sounds pretty <laughs> cool. I'm, I'm going to have to go check that out. I've never heard of that before. Oh, for oh sure. yeah, you, you will like them. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. You, you'll either like it right. or you'll end, you'll end up in a padded cell by the end of listening. So one of, <laughs> one of two outcomes. Oh, I'm, yeah, used, I'm used to going off in tangents, so I know how that is. I like that stuff. <laughs> we'll get along just fine. Yeah. <laughs> I've listened right, to well, my mom's stories. <laughs> that uh, That's a pretty good segue into yeah. our next guest. So uh, also joining us, we have from the fantastic YouTube channel, The Baked Gamer, Mr. Oh, I'm not supposed to use your name, so. Oh, that's yeah. totally fine. You said you could. Oh, yeah. did. All right, so, Mr. <laughs> Skyler B. <laughs> yeah. Hey, everybody. Um, it's, um, I want to definitely thank all of you for for having invited me. This is my first time doing this. I'm not used to to being just audio, except for, I, you know what, I guess I am. What am I talking about, right? Yeah, it's just a big well, let's play. Yes, <laughs> I, I do. I also try to stray away from, from some of that, doing a couple other skit videos here and there, maybe a couple pickup stuff, reviews. I try to do a couple things that are different. Yeah. Uh, I cover different non-sober related uh, kind of commentary <laughs> on top of games, which I find is a little bit interesting and it, it helps me since I, I medicate with it a lot I, for a lot of different problems. But growing up, I felt like games also helped too, you know? Yeah, for sure. And uh, I pretty much started gaming on an old DOS Packard Bell computer that my brother bought a long time ago. So Commander Keen was like one of my very first games when I was like three years old. Oh, and classic. then I, yeah, I, I loved Commander Keen. Kevin's going to yeah. be uh, smiling when he hears this. <laughs> With all the DOS games? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I tried to collect a couple here and there. I got a couple King's Quest and 
a few sealed games, and I got Elder Scrolls from a garage sale for like twenty five cents. Nice. So yeah, I, I and after after I grew up a little bit more, um, I've got uh, a little Nintendo and uh, Sega Master System, and that's what I mostly focused most of my my time when I was little, and. After that, grew on to the Sega because of Sonic. He, he was just so mesmerizable, and just seeing him was pretty cool. Uh, and for a while, I, like I used to pretend I was Sonic with the shoes running <laughs> around. I was like, yeah, because yeah. the game was so, in there. <laughs> so awesome. And even yeah, to this right. day, I can go back to Sonic, have fun. I've taught my other, my three-year-old nephew playing Sonic's uh, 3D, nice, and nice. Uh, he just loves it trying to play it, just jumping up and down all the time, not really knowing what to do, but he's, he's happy. He's always That's like right. asking to play games as well with uh, Dragon Warrior. I was playing that, and it, it's just fun to see. Like it, That's how I used to be, so excited for a video game when yeah. I wanted to play it. And My brother came with uh, Fantasy Star 3, and I accidentally deleted his file, and Ooh. I wanted to play that. <laughs> yeah, it was one of my first RPGs. And I didn't even know how to read. I was just playing it, calling him all the time. Can you read this? What, what's he saying? <laughs> how are you going That's inside funny. that fountain? I don't get it. The music, it's good. <laughs> uh, yeah. I but if I've I, ever done that to, to P1. Did I ever delete your file or vice versa, P1? Uh, not that I can remember. I'm, I'm quite certain had you ever deleted my file that this channel would be called Cartridge Brother. Because <laughs> <laughs> one, yeah. one would not be alive right now. Yeah, that, that is correct. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that actually still holds true so if you ever delete any of my files from this point forward All right. I'll, I'll put on All my right. fake wig and sit in court <laughs> so enough. even to this day um, I have tons of all the other consoles grew up with them collecting them now trying to rebuild because I sold all my Nintendo stuff to get a Playstation oh yes yeah well, uh, that's what I got Breath of Fire yeah. but I had tons of fun with all this RPGs and it's what I like to focus on now, but I still love all the other different types of genres. I don't play much first-in-person shooters, but GoldenEye and Perfect Dark is pretty good in my books. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think so. I'm gonna I'm gonna attempt to use uh, something you just said there with my girlfriend and see how it goes, and tell her that gaming is medication. Yeah. See if, <laughs> <laughs> see if that flies. Might. You have to show her. You can't just tell her. Yeah, that's true. That's- that's not going to work, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, Skylar, excellent. We're very happy to have you here, and thank, thank you. you for joining us. Yeah, big gamer. And lastly, uh, we have a longtime cartridge clubber who also has the distinction of being the only person to send in a video recommending games for the club to play. That's true. Uh, so I give you the hyper-fantastic Super Robot Power Hour. Welcome, nice. Matt. Oh, hey, guys. Thanks for having me on. Uh, what was that? Super hyper-fantastic? <laughs> yeah. Could we could we add like tournament edition to the end of that? <laughs> Alpha two, <laughs> exactly. And re-release uh, it with super in the title. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, welcome yeah. to the show. Why don't you uh, tell our tell our listeners a little about yourself? Uh, yeah. Well, I uh, unlike these other two gentlemen, I don't have a uh, defining body of work to reference back to. But uh, anyway, just like favorite systems. Probably a lot of like the usual suspects for most people, you know, the Nintendo, Sony, Sega line of things have yes. don't actually remember a time like without video games. Cause I had yeah. a, I was also a P two, and uh, uh, 
Yeah, I had an older brother who had an NES, so there's a lot of things like uh, Super Mario, uh, Legend of Zelda, possibly the lesser-known Kid Nicky Radical Ninja. Oh, that's Uh, good. Yeah, sweet pink cartridge with its Save by the Bell font. and (laughs) You know, it's like things like that I just don't remember a time without, and uh, I suppose it's snowballed further than that into... A lot of other things and a lot of oddball things. Like, I don't know if any of you guys are into like uh, Turbo Graphics. Yes. And Turbo CD. Yes. I want. I want to get them. I want to get into them. They look so good. And those. Oh my God. Puffle Mail. That was one of them that I saw. And uh, Yes, the series. Oh that, yeah. That, like, that looks. I want to. I want to play that on on the Turbo. That's. I've not played the Turbo versions of yeah, East. Yeah. I have the uh, the PSP one, two, three, and seven. And those are great. And yeah, they are. I really want a Vita to play four. It's but... uh, not. It's not bad. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that hurts. I know. I love Ease. Don't get me wrong, but I, I had I had so much hype for that one for Vita. But anyway, sorry to yeah. ruin the introduction. Go ahead. Oh no no no, that's fine. That's no. <laughs> I I really want to play Ease for uh, the. You know, there was like a fan dub of it. Yeah. Oh, because they they did know. like the hack for the translation, but then they also got members of the community to do voice acting oh is, i would totally do that it's it's free. great because you know east on the turbo graphics the voice acting is bad so you know <laughs> anyone could do it for four right yeah but uh yeah i don't know that's that's about it i guess nowadays i'm getting to a lot of like modding systems and doing all sorts of bizarre stuff and oh really uh, yeah that's, that's cool i have quite a few uh, dirty pirate systems, I guess is what you would call them. <laughs> but, you, you know, I want... Is that an NSYNC song, Dirty Pirate? <laughs> I I tried to mod one console, like Game Boy. I switched the insides with the color, painted it black, and then I switched the D-pad with uh, with a little joystick. Holy... Yeah, that That's is nice. a That's neat Franken system. That's... It is, that, but that, yeah. then I stopped. That's the only thing that I've ever done. It's kind of neat, though. <laughs> Thank well, you. I want to play Sega Saturn games, and I would also like to eat. So sometimes <laughs> you got to do what you got to do. So hey, yeah. that's fair. I'm in the same boat, man. I, yeah. I hear you. Yeah. Excellent. So those are three guests, and uh, I'm very excited to get a chance to talk to them about uh, this month's game. And I know that my brother oh. gets excited to talk to anybody about this month's game. That is true. Because it is one of the few games that can uh, give him uh, pants that don't fit so well. I'm not. Uh, uh, I'm not so sure I understand uh, what you meant. Oh, it's because sometimes uh, as young men get older, they. So start this have month we played Dark Souls too. <laughs> <laughs> Moving right along. <laughs> yeah, this month we played Dark Souls too. Uh, it's by From Software, uh, which this is the third one in the series. Really, I mean, they're the spiritual yeah. successor to Demon Souls, and this is the second one that they made after that. So. So there's Demon Souls, Dark Souls, and then Dark Souls 2, which just came out, geez, last month, two months ago? I think in March. March, yeah, wow, so two months yeah. ago. It was March. Yeah. This is our most uh, recent release for the Cartridge Club, but this kind of game, it has kind of a retro feel to it when you're playing, because it's just, it's it's tough as nails, but, you know, even though it's got the modern graphics and everything, it feels like you're playing an NES hard kind of game, you know? Yeah, but yeah, the game is Dark Souls Two, created by From Software, and I guess uh, 
Yeah, our first experience with the Souls was was a couple of years ago. It's actually the first RPG that I played on the PS3, and it's what sunk me into it. But uh, but how about you guys? Um, is this your first time playing a Souls game? Let's start with uh, let's start with you, Skylar. How many Souls games have you played? Well, um, in total, I've played them all. All three. Oh, really? Beaten them yes. all? Yeah. Have you beaten any of them? Uh, I've beaten first. I've beaten Dark Souls. What what happened is I rented it the first two times. Because I rented it first, I thought it was pretty good. I had to do it for a second time, and then uh, my girlfriend broke up with me, and some other bad stuff happened. So yeah. I was put into a little rut, and I decided to pick up a, a game to get over it and everything. And that was Dark Souls. And at the same time, Skyrim was coming out. But you Ooh, know what? That's Dark right, Souls. It was. Yeah, Dark Souls to, for me was just so much better. Um, and then after I finished that, I was like, I want, I want more. Like, is there anything? Is is there anything else more? Then I found out about Demon Souls, and to me, right. it's. It, I heard that it was so much harder than the original, but I'm thinking that's because it's the first of it was kind. Yeah. So, and then people were more prepared for for Dark Souls. So Demon Souls was exactly. a little bit easier for me in that sense. When I went back, it felt like a whole new DLC kind of style. Yeah, that's and, fair. That's fair. And then I was just excited for, for Dark Souls 2, and it finally came out. I got it on release, started doing videos on it, and <laughs> I, I try to stay blind, so I don't try to focus on um, like too many videos of what's happening, like Epic Name Bros videos and stuff like that, right, Vidya. Right. Because uh, most of the game is, is just going around not knowing what's right around the corner being prepared having your shield up you can hear the noises in the distance like little yeah. growls and stuff like is there someone still alive because even if you mess up and lose focus and make one mistake it can cost a lot of hp or your death so oh, yeah and then all that progress is gone and that's the beauty yeah. of the game is it, it really it does is. it keeps you on your territory it, kind of. it, it, it makes it more more valuable like how yeah, actual life is, it, you you can't you want to take that risk, but you're not too sure if it's really worth dying because if you get back there, you only have one chance to to get your souls back, yeah. and I, I think that that's the beauty of it, and that that's what keeps us like, all right, we died, but you know what, we had that one chance to get our souls back. Let's try to do that again, you know, and that's it always great. has that extra push. Or we need that extra level so we can get a certain weapon or use a certain spell, and and, and I like that. And you, and you work towards that by going with with bosses and other enemies. You don't really need to grind too much, but um, but I, I had tons of fun. And you you do have to grind in original Dark Souls, but yeah, and that's that the thing. It always gives you just enough motivation to keep you going without does. getting you it too does. discouraged. That's right. Yeah. But uh, how about playthrough? Yeah. Uh, Sorry, go ahead. No, that's that's fine. All right. Um, <laughs> but it's nice to hear that you played the other two. Like, that's amazing because that's the beauty of this series. It's it, it's it's different every time, but it's always almost the same. So yes. it's just one of those yes. series that it, it grasps you so much that you can appreciate the slight changes that they do make. And it's true. It, but, it's uh, the series that keeps it good. That's exactly it. How about yeah. uh, how about you, Matt? Have you, uh, Mr. Robot Powerhouse, have you, uh, Power Hour Story? <laughs> <laughs> have you oh, uh, have you played? You already got the Mr. Roboto. But yeah, uh, have yeah. you uh, played them? The other ones? Yeah, I uh, I actually watched when Demon Souls was like 
you know, before it was out, I watched like one trailer and just put a pre-order down in nice. hopes that it was as good as it looked. And what a just absolute fantastic surprise, you know, it turned out to be. That's awesome. But yeah. You got to be there right from the start. Yeah, that's right. so cool. And it's it's also nice. It's like I wish Atlas was still bringing them out over here because yeah. I got the uh, the nice like the uh, special edition. Oh, with the, oh, it comes with like so the good. strategy guide and like the sweet like embossed cover. It's that's a nice piece of packaging. It's yeah. I just, I just bought that copy from a, a friend of mine that works at DB Games for a hundred dollars. Oh man! Ooh. And even that's a great deal. I mean, yeah. it's, that's yeah. not cheap anymore. <laughs> no, but. Yeah, I, I absolutely love Demon Souls, and I forget something happened when I played Dark Souls, and I got entirely distracted, and I have yet to finish that one. Ah, so I I really need to get back to. That's right that's on. the goal. That is. Oh, <laughs> um, well, yeah, have to go back to. That's good. <laughs> yeah, that's probably after I uh, finish two. That's that might have to be what happens. Let's go back to that, yeah. but. That that's the beauty. You can play them in almost any order, really, because they're yeah. different universes from Demon Souls, but it's almost similar. It's supposed to be like years in the future, and people don't remember anything. Right. It, it's like if it was four thousand years in the future, and all the artifacts was like our, the stuff that we see now all around us. Pretty much, that's exactly what it's like. And, and that's that's pretty cool. That's a cool concept to play with that kind of mindset. And get to experience and explore what kind of virtual world that they've created for us, right. you know? It's true. From, from the software team. What about you, Ben? Have, uh, is this your Dark Souls 2? Actually, I know the answer to this because <laughs> I listen to your show. <laughs> Me too. But, uh, <laughs> is Dark Souls 2 your uh, first experience in the Souls universe? <laughs> it isn't. Uh, like everyone else here, I have played the other two. Um, but it's kind of funny with me, though, because... You hit the nail on the head when you said it's almost in a retro style. Like, it's a modern game, but it's got retro gaming sensibilities because you're basically advancing through brute force. And you basically yeah. you just do a little better each time. Those are not typically the kind of games I go for. But I actually bought a PS3 just to play Demon's Souls. Oh, nice. Because wow. back, yeah, back in the day, I had, like, um, a Wii and I had an Xbox 360. I wasn't really too keen on the PS3 at the time because they didn't really have the you know, Dynamite exclusives that I was looking for. But then I yeah. saw Demon Souls. I think it was uh, Pete Dorr. He did a lengthy video kind of describing his experiences with it. And nice. I was just like, okay, I got to try this game out. I saw some gameplay footage, watched some reviews, and I'm like, yeah, this looks like my kind of game, despite <laughs> the difficulty. The difficulty was always, I mean, no one ever downplays the difficulty in these games. It is, it's mm -hmm. what the series is known for. Um, but there's kind of a pattern with me in these games. It's almost like, you know, you, you enroll in a course that you're not good at doing, and then you drop out halfway through. That's kind of like, yeah. <laughs> you, know, you go in there with the best intentions, you go in there with the mindset, I'm going to rock this. And then halfway through, you get frustrated and you're like, okay, I'm dropping it. <laughs> and yeah. That's kind of what happens. That's, well, that was my college life in a nutshell. But that's also the way, uh, that's also the, way the demons in the Dark Souls games have gone for me because, um, I mean, I like them. I love the gothic horror setting. I love the combat. I mean, that's the thing. The difficulty is there, but it's also not cheap. And that's one thing I do respect about the series. Even though I'm not good at the games, I do respect the fact that if you make a mistake or you die, it's because of something you did wrong. Right. Yeah. You know, the game isn't being cheap. It's 
but the game isn't being cheap, but it's also not holding your hand. And that's a common thing that we see in a lot of games nowadays. There's a lot of hand-holding. There's a lot of linearity. uh, There's a very, very forgiving learning curve in most games. Dark Souls kind of throws that right out the window. So I didn't get very far... They're punishing, yeah, but I mean, it's kind of the risk versus reward. I mean, I think it was you, I think it was you, Skylar, who said, uh, you know, not knowing what's around that corner, and you know, knowing mm-hmm. that if you take that risk, you could lose everything. And you know, there is a certain kind of gamble that's fun to take with that. And I found that was very much the case, not so much with Demon Souls, because that became frustrating for me, but definitely with Dark Souls. Yeah, I completely agree, and I know exactly what you mean. Because no matter how hard it is, there's always the thought of, you know. What's behind that guy? If I could just get through this one guy, you know, what's going to happen next? And I bet I can handle that. And then, exactly. of course, you can't, and <laughs> you get a little better. But. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, you know, you, you you kill one enemy, and you're like, yeah, I'm a badass. Then you walk around the corner, and then there's, like, bu- this building-sized spider. And you just kill right. that one guy. And you're like, yeah, I've just been put right in my place. Um, um. But one, th- one thing I'll admit here, and you've heard my podcast, so you probably have heard me make this shameful admission before. But if there is an exploit, I will take it. Oh, I remember hearing about your exploit in the first one. <laughs> yeah, I did, yeah. The, fir- the first Demon Souls, not so much. I know Andy took an exploit in the first one. Uh, apparently there's a boss that spawns over and over again that you can just keep farming souls from. But in Dark King. The Storm King, exactly. Oh, but in Dar- right, right, right. But in Dark Souls, like, I mean, this is this is what I call the bitch move, and I totally did it. I'm not denying anything. <laughs> um, there's an area in the forest. It's pretty. It's within the first couple hours of the game, but it's after you get through the undead berg. There's this forest you go into, and if you buy a crest from a blacksmith, it's like twenty thousand souls. It opens yeah. this area where you can. F- you can farm a ridiculous amount of souls in a short period of time, and without exaggeration, I'm talking like a hundred thousand souls within maybe five minutes. Yeah, it's pretty quick. <laughs> and, and there's yeah. a bonfire like right outside there, so you just keep respawning, keep respawning. If you die there, hey, you just go and reclaim your souls. And yeah. it's not a cheat per se because it's programmed into the game and it's never been patched. So my theory is it was intentional, but yeah, I uh, <laughs> leveled up. I, th- I think I leveled up to level 120. Oh, it's a good PvP oh. place. <laughs> yeah. But you're uh, yeah. you're not alone because I also did the same thing when I played Dark Souls at that same location. <laughs> and I agree with you 100%. If I wasn't supposed to do it, if it was a cheat or a hack, they just would have removed it and they wouldn't let me do it. Well, they were also known for doing that. I mean, they would issue patches that would get rid of the obvious exploits. So, you know, it's and it's for people listening who are not aware, basically, it's just this area with these really high-powered enemies. Like, you have some wizards, you have some ghosts, and you have them chase you to a cliff, and then you just hide underneath on a ledge, and then they just run off the cliff. Yeah. So you don't, you don't even fight them, but each one of them gives you 2,000 souls. Which, wow. to put it, put it in perspective, you know, your average enemy at that point in the game would have given you maybe one to 200 souls max. Yeah, tops. Have you guys so, done the multiple glitch for souls? No. There, there's there's no. there's been a bunch of them because right? I remember watching yeah. a bunch of YouTube videos on you know certain glitches you can employ and I didn't really get into any of that. I figured this is just something I stumbled upon. I was watching a video. I think it was actually Mike Matei from Cinemassacre who did a review of the game and he pointed out exactly where that was. And I'm oh, like, oh yeah, that's right. It's like I'm he- I'm here now. I'm like, the temptation is just too much. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. <laughs> yeah, but but here's the thing. It doesn't help you that much though. That's that's the trick of it no. because you don't have the weapons or the gear that you need for higher level combat. So you're still going to die a lot even if you're that level. Just your dexterity and your endurance will be a little bit better. So it makes it a little bit easier, but it doesn't make the game a cakewalk by any. It makes stress. it easier to learn. Yeah, <laughs> which it's which true. I mean, for people like me who kind of need training wheels in a game like this, it certainly uh, it wasn't a hindrance in any way. <laughs> But in Dark Souls 2, I think they've kind of done away with that because the enemies don't respawn after a while. So if you keep killing the same enemy, they'll eventually be gone for good. That's it. Yeah. Iron Keep. 
Yeah, <laughs> with a few with a few exceptions, obviously. But I mean, I never got that far in Dark Souls either. Like, I tend my tendency with games, I'll get really into it. I'll put maybe twenty, thirty hours in, and then I'll just move on to another game. It's it's what I call the gamer ADD. No, that's fair. Especially nowadays, <laughs> yeah. that's fair. Yeah. yeah. Well, but, my collection's like that. <laughs> yeah, well, that's that's why we have the backlogs that we have. But yeah, I mean, certainly, I, I love the Dark Souls games for that reasons. I'm not good at them by any stretch. I mean, you mentioned Skyrim um, as a game. That's that's more my kind of thing. Yeah, because okay. it's a more I wouldn't say casual, but certainly it's a more it's a more forgiving experience. And plus, there's a lot more freedom I find to, to kind of do what I want to do and play the game on my own terms. Dark Souls says, you know, if you want to play the game, you got to be hardcore. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. true. And you and you have you to win. Be committed. <laughs> yeah, and you, and you have to win the game according to our rules, which you know that's why people like the game so much. Dark Souls Two, you know, it's not the first one, but certainly you can kind of see the level of polish kind of improving with each successive game. So you know, it's a series I will go back to, even though I'm not good at. You know, it's 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 like it's like a band you can't really get into their music, but you keep buying their albums. That's, that's kind of how I look at it. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, that sums it up quite nicely. And, and you mentioned mm-hmm. a good point that yeah, you can level up as much as you want in this game, but unless you level up as a player like you need to learn the game in order to progress because even if you're level 200 you're still going to get taken out if you don't know how to handle a certain enemy type of thing and and i think that's that's part of the beauty of the game is you you really level up personally rather than you're just your character you can't just go and grind for a set amount of time and be able to walk through the game you actually have to learn the game, which is fantastic, I think. Well, that's one thing I like about it, too, because, I mean, your typical trope in an RPG is if you just walk in a circle and keep grinding enemies, you know, you'll advance to a level where the game will become a lot easier. With Dark Souls, you know, it kind of flies in the face of your typical kind of gaming conventions. Because with me, I'm usually just walk into a room and hack the crap out of anything that gets in my way. (laughs) You know, same thing with shooters. Like, I'm I'm a run-and-gun type instead of, like, you know, being stealthy and lingering in the shadows. I always prefer the more direct (laughs) approach. With Dark Souls... You you got to play defense as much as offense. Like you have to be using your shield. You have to be rolling out of the way, especially with bosses. You have to kind of learn the patterns. It's a game that really challenges you to become better as a gamer. So even for the short periods of time I did put into these various games, I do feel like I still got that out of it. Even though you know, obviously, people who've beaten the game and they're like pounding their chest saying, "I'm a man," (laughs) you know, they uh, game plus. I couldn't even hope to accomplish that. But you know what? I still feel like I got that out of it. So, That's you know, good. It has yeah. that effect on people, for sure. There's no doubt. Because yeah, it's it, tough as nails. Pa- pain, and, pain and pleasure in equal measure. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> A happy balance. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, maybe we should get into uh, maybe the story of the game. And that's uh, kind of the thing about the Souls games is they're not that story-driven. I mean, most RPGs, when you think of an RPG, you think of great storylines. But... The Dark Soul or and Demon Souls, like the Soul series in general, doesn't really have that deep of a storyline unless you choose to go looking for it. It's not narrative driven. But uh, what are your guys' thoughts on uh, on how it isn't really narrative based, and uh, and what do you think about the storyline overall? Let's start with you, P One. When I first uh, with the Demon Souls, I uh, I hated it. Yeah. Uh, I I didn't like that there was. No story, there was no direction. It was sort of just here you go, figure it out. And it wasn't until I, cause I, I said, I'm not playing that, it's stupid. <laughs> and then um, when I was told that it was a hard game and not a lot of people could beat it, I was like, okay, well, then I have to play it. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then uh, I did find that I ended up liking that aspect of it the most because you sort of create in your mind the story of who your character is and what they're doing and. It's not just here's a story and you're and you're getting it spoon fed. You have to. It's 
the story comes as much from inside yourself as it does from on the disc. And uh, I think that's something that is lost in a lot of RPGs now. It's a lot of RP- and don't get me wrong, I, I do love sometimes just sitting there and you know here's a story. Sure. Um, but I, I like that it's it's not just here's a story, follow the steps, do this. It's figure it out on your own. Figure out what type of character. Why are you? You know, you don't. There's no nobody tells you why you're killing um, the hollowed. Why you're hollowed. None of that. It's just you have to figure it out on your own. Like, yeah. And just like as a player, you don't know. It's almost like the character doesn't know. So you get to grow with your character at the same time. So. Yeah, that's pretty much. I like yeah, it. it totally yeah. unfolds itself, and it it's basically you. The story is your journey of you playing the game. Your struggles right. through it. Um, the repetitive of dying and going back to the same things over and over until you actually learn what's going on. That's I, I really pretty, like that. I agree completely. And and I mean, there are you go through the game and you'll hear about uh, certain religions or certain places in the world where people are and how they are and how they act. And you think to yourself, "Wow, I'm actually in this world. It's not just you know, I'm not just going through an aimless place. You feel like you're a part of a place in the world that just sort of fell apart." It wasn't yeah. just created for you to play in. It was a thing that fell apart. Talks about different lands and how they used to trade with, with the people of the land you're in now. And yeah, and it really makes you feel like it's got an organic sort of sense to it. But how, how about you, Matt? What do you think about the overall storyline or lack thereof? I like it. Not as much in Dark Souls 2, though. Um, I kind of like, like, of all the games. This one had the uh, least interesting intro, and I was not yeah. as sold on it as the other two. I agree. Like, you know, Demon Souls had the crazy. I, I mean, it was just kind of a intro video for just to have one, but the crazy choir and like all these monsters and crap, and that was really exciting. Mm-hmm. And I did kind of like that your character was kind of a moron who's just like, I'm a man. I'm going to walk into this fog. And like, <laughs> that's really all it is. Like it is. the world has a problem and they're going to have to deal with it. Just yeah. like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then like dark souls one had just that absolute wonderful intro video with like, yes. you know, Kings throwing lightning bolts at dragons and, dead man and the the forgotten pygmy for whatever reason just like you know it was (laughs) it was really exciting and then like dark souls 2 is things are creepy um there's a woman with a baby i'm going to walk away from that person and jump into a whirlpool (laughs) (laughs) like like, well these are things that are happening um as i move forward though it's it's uh very likable I think what I do like that wasn't, or at least I don't remember it being in Demon Souls, is the load screens having the flavor text for a lot of the items, which, <laughs> oh, yeah. you know, I read all of that. Uh, yeah, same here. Dark Souls. You really get into that. So. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. A lot of the item text, that's how you get a lot of the story or, or the background of the, the land is from those item descriptions. Yeah, it's just stuff like some random armor from a character that uh at least to the point i've played doesn't exist in the game was was like alva who yeah. was like oh. trying to save whoever yeah. and then there's this witch trying to seduce him and like <laughs> you just get all kinds of random tales just from you know pieces of armor and things it's true that that's how you basically it. build the story of of where that's you it. are and even the locations of where you find these items have a role in the story. Exactly. It's, it has it has 
I feel like the plot struggles for while you play it unless you really get into it and you know and you're observable of, of what you're what's happening but there's definitely the lore part around it that uh, the game doesn't tell you too too well unless you you look for it like exactly. like the other player have said yeah yeah and you have the option of if you want to look it up if you want to go and read all the item descriptions and try and piece things together you're welcome to but you don't have to and and that's kind of the beauty of the game. It kind of gives you the option. But uh, what about you, Ben? What do you think about how it's not really you know, a narrative-driven story? I don't know. I've always seen that in, in a weird way. It's kind of a strength of the series because you're, it's purposely ambiguous. So you yeah. go into the game kind of not knowing what your purpose is. You know, you're kind of discovering it as you go along. I mean, most RPGs, I think the word spoon-fed was used. And I find with a lot of RPGs, they kind of spoon-fed the, the story to you. There's a lot of expository dialogue. Um, you know, a lot of characters give away a lot of the elements. I think with Dark Souls and Demon Souls in general, the fun is in the discovery. Right. And I like the fact that it's just, it's purposely ambiguous, so it's open to a lot of interpretation. And, you know, the whole overarching story is, you know, you're this brave knight who has to solve this great problem that's in the world. I mean, that's pretty much what it boils down to. Yeah, the curse. You know, the curse, yeah. exactly. So, really, it's a very simplistic plot, but it also allows you to focus more on kind of the meat and potatoes of the game. So, the action, the combat... You know, my when I think of Dark Souls and Demon Souls, I don't think of like this great immersive story. I think of you know going through dungeons, you know, not knowing what's around each corner, this yeah. real palpable sense of tension, and then you know running into the bosses. I mean, to me, that's kind of what it is. It's more of an action game versus a story game, but that's kind of a strength in a way. I know some people, especially RPG fans, they like that kind of you know evocative story that keeps them coming back. I think with Dark Souls the addictive quality of it's more the action and the combat. So I really don't see that as being a big issue. I know in Dark Souls 2, because you have the character in Majula, who kind of acts as your kind of guide throughout the game. Right. You know, she's, the, she's the one you level up at. She's the one who you know is, is kind of the omnipresent of the bonfire. I mean, she provides a little bit more character to the game. Because right. I found in the previous ones, you know, the NPCs you come across, they just kind of serve a single function. You know, they're a blacksmith you run into, they're a traitor you run into, you know, there's some creepy woman with no eyes that you, <laughs> that you want to sleep with. <laughs> hey, whoa. Hey, someone with no eyes, that's the best I could do these days. That <laughs> could work to my benefit. But, uh, I personally no, but preferred the grumpy listen blacksmith. Listen to my voice. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey I, I got a face for radio. Come on. <laughs> yeah, I, I do honestly see that as being kind of more of a strength of the series. You're not going into a Dark Souls or a Demon Souls game to to get like a very thick, you know, very windy, twisty plot. You're you're into it more for the action. So I don't know. I, I kind of I kind of like that in a way. It's kind of different from a lot of other RPGs that I played, and it makes it feel more like an intensive action game. Yeah, yeah very. Totally different than other NPCs. Like in Breath and Fire, you create your own like town of NPCs and stuff like that. But in this game, uh, after you recruit them, uh, I didn't like them too much because I didn't. I find that they had repetitive uh, dialogue. Yeah, but did. although it's good to go back and see what it is, but some of them had like two, three lines. Like uh, I'm not going to spoil it, but there's just always I can. Okay, there's yeah, that's. Um, you know the blacksmith and the daughter. You know yeah. how it, it's always leaving you wanting to know, like what happens with them. But I'm not getting anything out of of, of the story. Unlike d the original Dark Souls, where characters even leave the bonfire, giving you like, um, like they're not just there for the story and to give you stuff, but they have their own life. That. You're, you are not the center of of the game. They have their own story, and you can even follow them 
And even if they become hollow in the end, it's it's just an experience with the NPCs that give them more life. And I didn't find that too much in Dark Souls 2, more than the original Dark Souls. And I was really craving that more. No, I agree. That's a good point. They are a little more flat. Like, they're just kind of bland in Dark Souls 2. And, I mean, there's a few other things that I could echo that for as well. But uh, not to speak too harshly on it because I love the game, but there are some things where it did fall a little flat. But well, the, the world, um, the world itself, do... the world, the world itself kind of feels like that too in Dark Souls too. Like it kind of feels like the color palette's a lot yeah. more washed out, and you know the the environments aren't as because you know in the original Dark Souls you have the sunny vistas and the castles, you have the lush forests. You know, in this one, it's right. almost like it's it's done on a very bland, almost earth tone palette, and it just it doesn't. Uh, and I think maybe that's more due to the open world aspect of it. It's more open world in the second one than it was in the first. Yeah, and the geography didn't make sense too much when you went like from um, up into the Iron Keep by by mm-hmm. the ladder, and then you notice you're like, yeah. it 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 doesn't make sense really, yeah. geography wise. Right. Well, it's it's not it's it not meant as. Sorry, go ahead, Ben. Yeah, it, it wasn't really meant to, but one thing I did want to mention, actually, it's kind of crossing my mind now about the whole story thing. The voice acting in the games, I'm, I'm going to go on record here and saying the voice acting is comically bad <laughs> throughout the entire series, especially <laughs> when you're at, like, I mean, the talking cat with the very badly exaggerated voice. Like, whenever they try to make it, like, serious, it's almost, it's kind of hard to take it serious in some ways, especially when you run into the talking NPCs. You know, you have the gruff blacksmith with, like, his Yorkshire accent and, you know, the talking cat who uses words like die and thus. And I don't know, to me, it just, it, it kind of breaks the immersion a little bit. And they always, they always seem to do, like, the stage whisper. Like, like they're trying to project but make it seem like they're talking, like they're trying to, in hushed tones to make it sound more intense. And it's just like, just sell me your ring. It's like, the ring. <laughs> welcome, welcome, traveler. What is that? <laughs> it's like, yeah, that smell. <laughs> so familiar. Yeah, what, it's like, what? What is thy bidding? It's. I don't know. To, to me, it's just. It, it, it's almost like watching a Jackie Chan film in a way. Like you know, the voice acting is so bad in contrast to what you're looking at. But I, I don't know if that was intentional or not. Because I know it's kind of a medieval fantasy thing. So they obviously try to play that up a little bit. But I don't know. I think when they try to delve into serious story or character exposition, it doesn't. At least for me, it doesn't quite work. I mean, it kind of... I don't know. I, I, like the, I like having the ambiguous plot and the whole thing. The whole game feels like this kind of hazy dream that you're in. Yeah. It does. That's yeah. It does. It's like... It, it's, go ahead. Oh, no. Go, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say, it's, it, uh, it's almost... Because of the fact that the story and the plot is so sort of vague, I think it actually helps the games because the gameplay is good. It's, I really enjoy the gameplay and most people who like the games like it for the gameplay. But if you started interjecting ridiculous story with uh, you know absurd voice acting, which is obviously what they have at their disposal, um, <laughs> all of a sudden this game goes from being you know a, a cult classic to smash hit to being uh, something that people are you know it's the next t- tale series essentially. Oh you know, no, pre yeah. Zillion. Oh, no, I mean I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I, w- I was waiting. I was waiting for an NPC to say they took an arrow to the knee at some point. So. <laughs> just, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> there, there, there are some aspects of the storytelling that just don't work. I think Dark Souls and the demons, the Souls games in general, function best in ambiguity. So I don't know when I when I go back to it and I think about you know I don't remember the story. Like even in Dark Souls and stuff like that, it, I, my character had a sense of purpose to break a curse of some kind and. That's all I needed to know, really. Yeah, that's it. That was it. In Dark Souls, like the original. 
Well, I think in all of them, pretty much. I mean, yeah. it's kind of a common thread throughout the throughout the games. But you know, it's not like I don't I don't remember like this grand adventure. I just remember you know grinding and grinding and grinding and getting my butt kicked and losing progress and then getting progress back. I mean, that that I think is the appeal of the game. It's kind of you know it appeals to the masochistic side of our personalities. <laughs> yeah, it's it's been it it came out a couple times during the series. <laughs> There's no doubt. <laughs> But it, once yeah. you beat it, so it makes it much... so much better. It's true. It is rewarding. It's a rewarding thing. And that's the thing about it has a lack of story, but the gameplay is just so good that it completely makes up for it. So before we jump into the gameplay section, though, I would like to talk a little more about the world that it, it actually plays out in. And uh, you kind of touched on it there when you said that it is kind of bland. And, and I do feel like... In the original Dark Souls, everything had a sort of an organic feel to it. Everything's sort of connected to that central hub. But in this one, you immediately start out being able to teleport from bonfire to bonfire. And so I think they kind of took a lazy approach where it has sort of a linear path outwards from the central hub. And it doesn't really have a an organic feel to it. It doesn't feel like it wraps around. It just feels like it, they took a direction. Now you can just go as far as you want in that direction because you can just teleport back whenever you want. But uh, what do you guys think about that overall? Having the tele- being able to teleport right away. Do you think it was a lazy effect? Uh, how about you, Matt? You played both. How- what do you think about that? Well, actually, I think uh, the teleporting thing in the original Dark Souls was came- didn't that come through a patch? Because I don't remember being able to do that at all. Or you is that can... something you unlock? Yeah, it's almost at the end of the game. You, you Lord like, Vessel, the Lord Vessel, okay. right at the very end. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, so- I mean. Hmm? So yeah, where you played Dark Souls, you you did you obviously didn't get to the point where you could teleport. Did you prefer having to travel around? Like, did you like having the, the ability when you finally get to that point where it unlocks the shortcut back to uh, the central hub? There, it had this huge rewarding feel to it. Whereas in Dark Souls Two, you find any bonfire and you're immediately able to connect back. So it sort of loses that appeal. I find. Did you feel that way? Uh yeah, but I guess the thing is, the world is so huge, right? That just going. Especially if they kept the whole thing with having to go back to Majula to level up, which I really don't like. Uh, then, <laughs> like that would just be such a slog there and back and back again. And I, I don't know if if you couldn't teleport out from the outset. I don't know if I would finish it because there's so much world to trek. That is true. That's a good point. And well, well, here's the thing though: in Dark Souls, it. It didn't feel much smaller to me anyway because it was still a huge map, but they made it so that it always wrapped around back to the central point. So you could connect to so many different places right from the central hub. Oh, yeah. Whereas uh, this game, instead of creating that wrap back around, they didn't have to. They just said, okay, just we'll just keep going outwards. But yeah, that's how I like the castle. You can just like, you know, you'll find a lever and then suddenly a door right. opens and you're just right there. Yeah. Right. And I loved that about that. Even Demon Souls had it, but in, in smaller portions. And and I loved getting to that point where you could unlock that. But in this game, it sort of lacked because they never needed it. You had your yeah. modifiers that you could teleport to. So I thought it was kind of a, a half-assed approach to it. But I don't know. I still loved it, but I just felt that way myself. How about you, Skylar? What did you think about that? Honestly, I I felt uh, what you have felt as well, but I'm thinking it that's just for, for for Dark Souls. You have to go through this treacherous journey to actually receive the um, 
the ability to reward via the the Lord vessel. Right. And in Dark Souls Two, you do start out with it, but I'm thinking they tried to go for a more open approach this way. Like the developers wanted more people to to at least start to get into the Soul series. So right. I think that that could help a lot of newcomers and beginners. Because I have a friend that even when he played Dark Souls, he went straight to the um, the crypt and he died. And it's like, nope, I'm not playing this game anymore. <laughs> yeah. Nope, nope, think, nope, nope. I think yeah. we all did that. I remember that. <laughs> he did not know where to go at all. <laughs> yeah, if you make that wrong turn, it's. Uh, I mean, really, you can you can finish it in any any order because it's not. Yeah. Like we've said, it's not based on level. It's based on pattern recognition, skill, and patience. And they um, lost that in, in Dark Souls 2. You have to, like, go through certain things yeah. before you can even, like, say, get uh, the dull ember. Which I, mm-hmm. I like the item description about the dull ember, how it has to keep repeating but stay in this certain state of dullness, how it is, like, in life, how you have to keep uh, rekindling the bonfire or lighting the the bonfire in the original Dark Souls, and that would just right. reset or... You just keep the world in, in the dark until someone else lights the, the bonfire again. Right. And th- that was really interesting, and I like that. But the problem was you have to go through so much stuff just to, to get that. Unlike in Dark Souls, where you can go to almost anywhere that you want if, if you're good enough. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. True. yeah. And if, if anybody is good enough, and you think, you know what, I got this game on lockdown. You guys had a problem with it. You know, you suck. Uh, I challenge you to go watch the video on our forums of Neo. It's on YouTube. It's a YouTube video. The guy has his character done up like Neo from the Matrix. And he, uh, without weapons, solos the uh, the two pursuers without getting hit. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> and taunts while he's doing it. That's really yeah, yeah. <laughs> how, how, does he walk, how, how does he walk around with balls that big? <laughs> you know, like, it would be impossible for this guy to find pants. <laughs> Yeah, was that Matt that put that video. up on the uh, on the forum? Yeah, I saw that on like a Twitter feed somewhere, and I'm just like, oh, oh, I have to share with this. This is just ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. It was good. Yeah, like mid fight stops to to go through a taunt, <laughs> and then c- continues kicking the shit out of them. It's incredible. Like, Man, I saw that, and I was just like, you know what? I'm I can stop playing this game right now because I will never be him. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Sad but true. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry about that. I uh, sort of sidetracked here. I don't like the bonfire jumping thing there, P2. No problem. <laughs> how, about you, uh, how about you, Ben? What did you think about that? Because you played them both, too. Now, yeah. being able to transport from bonfire to bonfire, did you feel like that was too handholdy, or do you think that was a good decision they made? Um, You kind of go back and forth on it, because I know... I think, uh, Skylar, I think you hit the nail on the head when you talked about you know newcomers to the series, yeah. maybe maybe warming to it a little bit better. I think that was a move to make the game a little bit newcomer-friendly, and I think prior to the game's release, we kind of knew that they were going to put things in there that would kind of level it out a little bit for people. Because, you know, they want to obviously bring their game to a wider audience, and, you know, the previous games were kind of, in a way, kind of elitist. You know, you have to be the best of the best to get through them, which is right. not really true. I mean, you can do it with enough practice, but... It's definitely not your typical pedestrian kind of game, but I don't know. I think with the bonfires, because the world is so big and because they have gone for kind of a big, open, interconnected world, the, the I think the connected bonfires, they help l- eliminate the backtracking, which I think in a game like this, with the world being as big as it is, it would be a huge slog. 
to have to kind of run back and forth and kind of do constant backtracking without any kind of fast travel. I mean, if you think of a game like Skyrim, imagine that without the fast travel option. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I see the positives of it, but I also, see, I also see the negatives. I mean, it does make it very easy to go, you know, back and forth between certain bonfires. I, I think it's a necessity considering you can only level up in Majula, which I think is a regression in some ways. I don't like that. Uh, but I do think of it as kind of a way where, you know, it kind of makes things a little bit easier. So if you're in an area and you miss something or say there's a really difficult enemy and you're not leveled enough now to beat it, but then you can go back later and do it. I think that's actually a good way to kind of level up the game and give you some incentive to go back and try certain areas that you didn't do so well in the in the beginning. That is yeah. a fair point, being able to go back and collect things that maybe you missed or research areas with your newfound powers. That's a good point. Yeah, I think... Well, Good. well, because I mean, there's. For, I'll give you an example. There's one area. It's it's in the forest of the fallen giant, and you're in the underground crypt area. And there's like this massive. You know, there's the the area down below that has fire spewing through it, and like there's this massive, right. what I believe right. to be a spider. Anyway, at my current level, there's no way in hell I could beat that thing. I could shoot arrows at it all day long. It will not die. Like it's it's health <laughs> like literally inch like down. Um, but then you go back later with better weapons and better gear, and then you're more fit to fight those enemies. And I, I think the game kind of encourages that, you know, because I think with the other Dark Souls games, once you've beaten it, once you've gone through it, you know, you've discovered the secrets, you've discovered everything there is, there's not a huge incentive to go back, unless you're going to go for the new game plus. I think with this kind of game, it's kind of encouraging you to replay certain areas and discover new chests, you know, new hidden doors. I find this game is a lot more secret-heavy as well. Yeah, like there's, a lot, there's a lot of hidden. There's a lot of hidden areas. There's a lot of you know switches that you have to find certain stones to activate to get into a new area with better gear, and there's doors that you can't unlock in the beginning, but then you can unlock later. So I think the fast travel was kind of meant to give people that incentive, but it also was kind of meant to you know give newcomers kind of more of a chance because if you're having too much difficulty in one area, you can go back to Majula and then find another area. Yeah. That maybe is a little bit better. So yeah. I, I don't know. I think it's a double-edged sword. I kind of see how it breaks up the difficulty for some people, especially the really hardcore players who don't want to have their hand held, which I think is a large part of the gaming demographic that would go for Dark Souls. But, I mean, for gamers like myself, I think it's a good thing. And it's even for gamers that, like the, like the hardcore Demon Souls, Dark Souls players that are like, oh, no, it needs to be harder. They give you that option right in Majula. You can go up to that shrine, talk to it, and make the whole game harder. Yeah. So don't take it away from those of us that don't mind it being a little bit easier. Yeah. And uh, man up and make it harder for yourself. Well, you know, the funny (laughs) thing, that's the first covenant I joined, and I'm like, what the hell did I do? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That was definitely not the best move on my part. But, you know, that's what you call the growing pains of a game like that. You're going to make some bad decisions early on. And, you know, the the covenants are so unclear as to what advantages they're going to give you. So. That's you know, true. part of part of the fun is the discovery. But I mean, for example, you know, finding a new bonfire kind of opens up a new area that I can explore and then I can always go back if I find that I'm having too much trouble. The other thing too is that especially in the area that I'm in, which is the Forest of the Fallen Giant, you know, there's a lot of shortcuts as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That will lead. That will kind of lead you. Like, there's one part where you know you have these enemies that are throwing bombs. They'll explode an entire wall that will open up a bonfire area. Yeah, yeah. And I like that. I mean, I think they they've kind of given you they've thrown you a bone in this game, whereas they didn't in the previous ones. That's true. But you need to find that through exploration. If you proactively went up and killed that guy on that ledge, because you can kill him before you even get to that part of the wall, mm-hmm. true. you would never know that you could blow that up for that ease, you know? Yeah. Because that, uh, that, that makes it much easier to have that bonfire there. But you, yeah. you, you, could, you could 
possibly not know that at all. It's yeah, true. unless there's messages that other players have left that's playing at the same time because this game <laughs> Which... has some pretty on pretty awesome stuff like that. It does. Or yeah, that's right. some pretty dumb liars. Well, then you're, 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 you're going to get both. I mean, honestly, yeah. half the time it says praise the sun. It's like, what, what use is that? <laughs> it's, like, it's up against the wall. Praise the sun. It's like, I'm facing the wall. I can't praise anything. Or, uh, praise it. Everyone loves to put butt followed by hole. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Or a try two-handed butthole. Okay, but... be, 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 be thankful they didn't incorporate... Okay, be thankful they didn't incorporate like a free drawing option, like a Snapchat kind of thing. Do you know how many oh. penises you would see throughout the game? Yeah. <laughs> a straw with a penis. Made it with a penis. It's like going 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 down the stairs, penis. Going up against the wall, penis. Discovering new era, penis. It's like you, you, human nature just never fails. But uh, yeah, no. I mean, to, to answer the question fully, I think yeah, certainly it, for me, I thought it was a it was a good addition to it, given the changes that they made to the the structure of the world in Dark Souls Two. I think in a game like the first Dark Souls, it would have been too handholdy. But I think in this one, it kind of serves a function because you know, I'm sorry. As far as I'll get with it, I don't want to have to walk all the way back to Majula. No, that's mm. fair. I will fair. say they did make it harder, though, as well, in some ways, because there are some parts you can't go back. Mm. Like, once you... I'm actually yeah. at a part right there in the game with if you jump down that wall, you either beat the boss or nice. you don't. <laughs> and you've <laughs> lost all your stuff. And like, So they, they did do that, which, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if I, I care for that too much either, though. <laughs> yeah, there are quite a few spots like that, too, actually. Yeah. One in Harvest Valley. That's I think that's the first one I noticed when I was entering it before uh, talking to the girl. Yep. Where you just go down a little bit of the ladder and the ladder just cuts off and you just drop down. You're like, All right. okay, where where do I go? Yeah. Like you could be almost dead, and then you see the little pond almost when it's all green. You can see the bonfire straight ahead. You can, <laughs> and I love how it just poisons you and everything. <laughs> you're like you're so close to this bonfire, you're just gonna give it one last chance to try to kill you. It's like dangling, dangling that carrot. Yeah, right. Yeah. And right yeah. in the uh, in the forest of the fallen giants is another one that uh, I don't know his name, Pike or Pyth or it might have me start with Pate. 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 Yeah, Pate. He's sitting outside that room, and he's like, "My buddy went in there. He's got a ring. I haven't seen him. What's up?" And if you go in there, that gate closes, and your options are get through it or die. Yeah, yeah. that's <laughs> true. Yeah, so they do that a lot. There's a lot of times when it's like you're not backing up here. You're gonna do this, or or you're done. He gives a good PvP ring if you kill him. Yeah, yeah. What is the ring? What does it do? Uh, Ring of Thorns, I think, has a random chance to like do uh, an offset and attack. So then the person who's attacking you can get like stun locked by it and hit. Yeah, uh, it's pretty good. Yeah, it's not bad at all. There's one thing I will say, though. I I do like the fact that when you go back to the bonfire, you still keep the gear that you have. You lose your souls, but you keep the gear because there was one point early in the game, and everyone told me to go get the Ring of Binding. Oh, good. (laughs) Because, I mean, that obviously, you know, the the effect of being hollowed. I know that's that's on the discussion online, and we'll we'll go into that eventually. But, you know, every time time you get killed, you become a little bit more hollowed, which which breaks down your health bar. To the point where you're, you start off at half health. It's almost like being cursed in the original Dark Souls. It's kind of a right. similar effect. Yeah. But I remember I would run to get the Ring of Binding, and I'm like, I'm not at a nearly high enough level to beat the knights in this area. So I would just <laughs> run past them, and i try to aggro them to get past them. And then I had, like, a bunch of them chasing me at the same time. <laughs> oh, and no. I, I had to try several times to get that ring, but I finally got it. Nice. Good. Nice. That, that, yeah, that ring's a must-have. That uh, 
you definitely need that. And those knights suck if they're too... Because I, I had started the game as a sorcerer, and I got to the point um, when I would fight them. Ugh. And it would take every one of my spells, almost, <laughs> just about, to beat the first one. Yeah. And I was like, okay, cool. He's got to be the only one of those. And then there's, like, nine more? <laughs> like, are you fist-fucking me? How many of these guys are? <laughs> oh, no, and then they... And, oh, but, uh, fist-fucking is a very accurate word to use, because you, you got... Actually, no, you, gangbang is a better word to use, because they will all chase you. And then you yeah. go to that big open area where you have to activate the pedestal to get the drawbridge to fall down. And you're just, you get all these... And some of them have a much bigger hit radius than others. So, yeah. you know, some of them... With, the guys with the swords are usually okay, but then you have the ones, I think, that have, like, this sickle or something, and they have a much wider radius. They'll get you every single time oh yeah well did anybody just run past all of them i know i managed to beat one of them but then i'd have like like eight more chasing me at the same time and i'm like this is just ridiculous i mean i know if i go back at a higher level they'll probably be a lot easier but yeah i had to get that ring of binding and it's been a, it's been a godsend oh it was a uh, old drag or not old just the uh the red guy the was a dragon rider mm-hmm. yeah that was yeah. my first boss because i was just like screw these knights i'm running past Everybody, <laughs> and it's like, walk into a ring, and I think he hits me once, and I'm like, like Dad, screw this. <laughs> you, yeah. you, thought you, you thought you were out of the woods after you got past the knights. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this guy's much smaller. He'll be easier. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even know about that area to be honest. Like, there was a few areas that I wasn't because I didn't look anything up. I was just going completely blinded and used the guide. And uh, there's a few areas from Majula, like like that one. I didn't know that you could go down and open up the the latch to get through that way. Mm-hmm. And the hole, the main hole in Majula, I also didn't know that you could drop down there. And and that was a way that you pretty much had to go. And it wasn't until late in the game that I discovered that. But uh, did anybody else find it hard finding? I ever get stuck at a point where you didn't know where to go at this point? Like, uh, oh, yeah. you just oh, yeah. suddenly go ahead, Matt. What, what, when did it happen to you? Ah. Uh... It's, well, there was a point where I, even with the the cat ring, I couldn't go down the hole. Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> it was the longest. Yeah, there were several points where it was just. Was it crippling fear, or did you run out of health when you hit the bottom? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like that was one of the first things I tried. I'm like, oh, oh yeah, we're going down here. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And that was how I lost my souls every so often. Just, <laughs> we got to, it's like, we can do it now. I'm yeah, this leveled time up. I can do it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, one of, uh, one of the things, and it's for anybody who's played the games, you know, this feeling that first time you die somewhere and you think I got to get back. I got to get back to my souls. That's, that's 1100 souls. Oh my God. I need those. <laughs> I'm never going to be able to get those back again. And if you die again, you're like, Oh, it's like the worst <laughs> feeling in the world. It is. And then, at some point, you're like getting five thousand souls per kill, and it's just like, I can't believe I was ever worried about that. You know, and yeah. then you lose eighty thousand, then you. It's just that first feeling of of that first time you die because everybody when they start playing this game they think I'm always going to get my souls back. Right. But it's inevitable that at some point you're going to lose those. That first time you lose souls, it's going to feel like the end of the world, <laughs> and it's it's really it's no it's nothing at all. It's right. like a drop in the bucket. Yeah. But it's it true. all depends on you, how you react you, to it. Like, yeah. Well, the first time you actually True. get an achieve, the first time you actually get an achievement when you die, and it says, "This is Dark Souls." <laughs> yeah, that's right. That happened to Dark me Souls within five here. seconds. I, th- I, think, I think anyone who goes into the game expecting to have a cakewalk and not die, I mean, they don't know Dark Souls. Yeah. yeah. You as soon as you die, it's like you know what? It's Dark Souls. I get it. Yeah, I get it. I'm yeah. used to it. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, that's why that's why you spend your souls really quickly. That's why I think the bonfire traveling is a to bring it back around. I guess that's why it's a good thing because I could quickly go level up, and so I don't carry too many souls on me at one time. So I'm not risking that much every time. Yeah, yeah and bottomless point. boxes is from the get go as well. You can put all your items around. It's kind of like uh, is it Stockholm Thomas? From Demon Souls, that so you can yeah. give all your stuff. Yeah, I like how there wasn't stockpile. Yeah, stockpile, stockpile, stockpile. stockpile. <laughs> Stockholm syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> that is that's kind of how I would describe the game. Actually, that's a, yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> it beats you constantly, but then you learn to love it. Yeah, yeah. just like mom and dad. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm scared. They don't listen to these anymore. Oh. Derailed. Yeah. Yes. But yeah, you know, it's a good point, though, because I would always go and cash in. Every time I knew that I could get a stat, I would always go back and I would cash oh, yeah. in at the start. I had to. But that actually brings up a good point. Is Maybe we should talk about the characters that we made and the stats that we did give them. Uh, I know that my first guy, for Demon's Souls and Souls, the originals, I, you, I would play as a knight. So I did the same thing with this one. Created a knight, and that's how I got through the game. And so a lot of my points went into, you know, strength, and endurance but uh also in this game they switched i think it was vitality um, yeah endurance adapt adaptability right like they, they combined stamina and endurance i think in the last one but in this one they separated them yeah and so you had to then think about how you want to divvy up how much you know armor you can carry but anyway yeah i was a knight so i had a lot of high strength and stuff but what uh what did you play p1 what was your character well, like I said, I started as a sorcerer. Um, with demon, the first Demon Souls, I did a knight, and then my second playthrough of that, I was a, I did the royal, and that was royal is much easier in Demon Souls. Anybody who hasn't played it, play the first one in that mode, and you will beat it. Yeah. Um, and with Dark Souls One, I went with uh, it was a a heavy um, dexterity build. I think it was a thief, wanderer, wasn't it? Or, or wanderer, maybe. Yeah. Sure. Um, so this one, I was like, you know what? I'm going to start as a sorcerer because I knew I had to beat the game for this month. Surprise, surprise, I didn't. Uh, <laughs> so I figured I'll go sorcerer because they're, you know, usually easier. Uh, it was not. No. <laughs> it was no. much more difficult. <laughs> oh, so much harder. So then I re-rolled. Uh, actually, it was after that first encounter with the knights there in the uh, Hyde's Tower of Flame, I think it is, that I said, I got to go I gotta go melee class. And I went with uh, the warrior after that. Nice. And, and I really enjoyed it. Um Melee is definitely the way to go for for Dark Souls too. Yeah, um, I mean we had. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. I was going to say we had uh, Dean Lasagna um, yeah. who played along this month. He went sorcerer for the whole thing, but Dean cleared. I'm pretty sure Dean cleared every area of every bad guy that he possibly could until they couldn't respawn anymore. <laughs> Did he? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. When he, he uh, I was talking to him one day, and he was at the point where. It was the chariot fight. He was fighting the chariot boss, and he had killed everything else that he could possibly kill except for that boss at that point. Nice. Nice. Yeah. That's what Dark Souls is. How about uh, about you, Skyler? What did you play as? Uh, Well, in the original Demon Souls, um, I just started as a regular uh, strength, uh, like just normal warrior kind of class. Right, and then for for Dark Souls, I decided to go depraved and pyromancer because you have a lot more accessibility on how you can. It doesn't right. matter what class you are, because you have more more stats to put into that way. Yeah, that's true. And and I find it this time around with Dark Souls two, I want to do something different. And I saw the sorcerer class, and I noticed the strength was very low, 
and with the, the low strength, they're not going to be able to use to, that mu- that many shields, unfortunately. And I decided to go for a cleric. Oh, nice. So yeah, something a little different. This is totally new for me playing as a cleric. And I've gone and wandered into the the hexes spells as well in the later game, oh, which nice. are amazingly cool with the I with heard. the chime. I hear yes. pretty pretty overpower, pretty good stuff. They are this, even the way they look. Uh, so right now, um, level one twenty two, just past the horrible shrine of Armana. I tried to do it without a bow because I've been hearing people just go and use bows. Uh, so I wanted to do something a little bit different. That's hardcore. That place, yeah. <laughs> the bow is so me. useful. Like, <laughs> uh, so right now I got the plus ten protective chime, which is pretty good. I was thinking about going for an idol, but it uses too many twinkling titanites, and the shrine of Ramon is a really good place to to do that. True. Been go- yeah, I've been going for uh, maces, so I got the magic mace. I was thinking maybe try to save up to get a bolt stone so I can infuse lightning on it, and then dual wield one magic and one lightning. Nice. Since that that should scale with my like my hexes and my faith, also got the grim armor set plus ten. Uh, I got the gauntlet of Oris, where you go to uh, beside the hole. You talk to the guy after you buy a certain amount of uh, souls worth. He becomes all arrogant, and when you go with zero souls, huh. he'll give you the the aura the Oris set, huh. which basically looks all clear, and it gives you um, uh, an upgrade to your what is it your your equipment load. Oh, I and didn't then, know that. Yeah, it, it's it's really cool. And you also got the Mastodon leggings because, you know, they just look really cool look. And then the <laughs> Saint's Hood so I can use more spells. And yeah. I really like how you have, like, four slots for rings. Yeah, me too. Me too. That that was just really good. I like that. Yeah, so, yeah. I um, seen – because you're doing a playthrough on your channel, the Big Gamer Trade yes. channel. And uh, that was the first time I'd ever seen a cleric play. And I got to tell you, some of those spells do look pretty cool. And uh, it actually encouraged me. That's why I made my sorcerer for my second playthrough here. But I nice. did I did poorly. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I kind of live vicariously through your through your let's play there. Well, thank you. <laughs> no that's problem. pretty awesome. <laughs> thank you. Uh, I'm, I'm trying out the, the spells. It, it has a whole new approach. Like, it's not just melee, but you have to, to fight enemies totally different. It's a new, almost like language of understanding. Yeah. But then you, you get to combine both, and, and then it just opens up so much more. And that's what I really like. It's true. It is a whole new game. How about uh, how about you though, Matt? What did uh, what did you play? Uh yeah. In in the original Demon Souls, I went with the Royal, and nice. only I have to say I'm so glad because I, I I pretty much stayed that way the whole time with like sword and a, a wand, and I'm glad mm-hmm. they switched to stabs because you'd look so cool, and then you whip out your like <laughs> Harry Potter <laughs> wand, <and laughs> just kind of like. Yeah, it it was not as elegant as I'd like, but um, and yeah, I had the most useful thing in that entire game, as far as I saw, was the trading in the dragon god soul for the the giant fireball. Oh yes, that just wipes out everything. But one thing I used the poison mist all the time, and oh. and like Ben was talking about earlier with uh, using uh, any exploit you can find. Right. You're the uh, at the very <laughs> end of the castle where you have to fight that ridiculously hard uh, king. You know what I'm talking about? Hendrick? Oh uh, no, and uh, the demon soul in the original, the original. Like demon soul. Oh, yeah. oh yeah, yeah, Alant. Yeah, he was uh, Yes, 
Okay. Uh, yeah, I had the thieves ring on, hid behind the stairs, and poisoned him to death. No, <laughs> wow! Oh, I struggled so, so much with him in the elevator. So yeah, so much shame. I have to go back and, and try to actually beat him. That's greasy. Because like, I, I just wanted to finish, and he was my very last one. So yeah, yeah, you were the hard. He, last he went one. out like a punk for me, <laughs> but <laughs> but yeah, no, I never. What? At least you beat him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, I I never Doesn't got care, too had settled. Hmm? <laughs> I, I never got too settled with uh, my Dark Souls character, but yeah, Dark Souls two. Uh, I had I went with a like dexterity based knight. I think I started out with the bandit, so he has like absolutely nothing in like intelligence or attunement. So it's just right. all all physical. And uh, yeah, his name was Frey. Later, Kristen Frey, the proctologist. As, uh, <laughs> I, I my main, my weapon of use throughout the game after I got it was a rapier. Oh, uh, Rickards? It, huh? Uh, Richards or Rickards rapier? Uh, no, just the uh, standard one. Okay. And I just been upgrading it throughout, and you know all you can do is one forward thrust, and like there isn't even a heavy attack because it's a uh, a parry, <laughs> and that was the thing. Like after the old dragon slayer. Like, yeah. it really was, and this is how every boss has been since then. Roll behind him, straight into the pooper, and that is the whole alley. <laughs> Whatever uh, works. The asylum demon all over again. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a fitting approach. Yeah, yeah. yeah it really is, because this game spends a lot of time putting it in your pooper. <laughs> exactly. You know, a little payback. Hello. That's I it. noticed there wasn't that many item drops from tail cuts in Dark Souls 2 as opposed to the original where you cut off a tail and then you, you get this sweet-ass weapon, you know? That's true. There wasn't that many. And there was a ton in the first one. Yeah. Or like, maybe I to get them in this one. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. It's weird. Yeah, but how, about, uh, how about you, Ben? What did you play as? Um, in most of these kind of games, I typically go for the melee classes. Um, I'm not really the best with uh, the sorcery and the mage types. Right. Just for the simple reason, I prefer melee. I like the nice, meaty combat. So in the first Dark Souls and the first Demon Souls, I kind of went for the warrior classes. Nice. I figured those kind of suit my playstyle the best because they're the best with swords and shields. And a lot of people recommend using range, like not ranged weapons like bows and arrows. Those do help in some cases, but you know, more far-ranging ones like spears. Oh, yes, I yeah. hear Yeah. Common. So I typically would go for the warrior class. In Dark Souls 2, I decided to change up a little bit and play as the knight. It still has some of the same qualities of the warrior class, but also it's a little bit more versatile because it can use miracles as well. I mean, they all can, but I mean, the knight's a little bit more balanced. Right. That's that. true. And I picked knight, and I didn't use a single spell. I went through the whole game, and I didn't have any miracles. And I realized later on that it probably would have made things a little easier, but I was so committed to just going up and slashing away and... But I'm such a hardcore gamer that I didn't. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> you, you, you got to try a balance. I mean, the thing is, for me, I, I'm used to kind of doing the melee things. I'm not patient enough to kind of learn spells and kind of get my magic up and stuff like that. I typically prefer just to you know stab people in the dick. That's kind of how I do things. <laughs> in the game. So you know, I, I kind of I, I, that kind of appeals to me. Now, I got some really good weapons. Like I got the flame sword because you know that's hidden in the forest of the fallen giant. There's like the yeah. flame sword. Um, I got that, and I got a couple of other weapons. I got a really good spear that I'm not leveled high enough to use yet, but when I am, watch out. But... Oh, PvP, I'll see you at Belfry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, Belfry is fun. Anyway, sorry. 
So so the knight is the one I went for. I was originally tempted to play as the deprived just because, you know, the idea of your character running around in his underwear for the first <laughs> little while. But also yeah. because you're starting as kind of a blank slate, so you can kind of build your character up whichever way you want to. And the stats are nicely balanced to allow you to do that. But Knowing the way I am, I prefer to start off with an advantage of some kind. And given the fact that melee and shield using, because I know in Dark Souls, you know, your shield is your lifeline in a yeah. lot of cases. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, it, it chips away at your stamina a little bit, but it's what's going to save you from getting killed on more than enough occasions. So I decided the night class. And I, it, it's a decision I like. I think that that suits my play style the best. Yeah, I completely agree. It's, it's mine as well. And, uh, yeah. I have no regrets going with them, that's for sure. Yeah, but I am trying to force... It's kind of funny, because I'm trying to force myself in games to play the opposite classes that I normally would. So, you know, if I'm playing a shooter, I'll play like kind of like the support class versus the gun class. Or, you know, like, say in Skyrim, I'm trying to focus on, like, you know, conjuration and alchemy and stuff like that versus, you know, just one-handed and shields. Yeah. Mm. I've been uh, going around. It's good to mix it up every now and then, because it is a completely different gameplay style, for sure. Yeah, but but I think, you know, I, the Knight's a nicely balanced one, so I think for people who are new to the game and people who want something where they have the option of kind of using both, I think the Knight is a good starting point. I agree. It is. Also, um, in this one, they re- introduced a way to uh, redo your stats, like to uh, to re-roll your stats to whatever you want. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did anybody here to, take advantage I, of that? I heard about it, but I have yet to find that because I was thinking about maybe do that since I upgraded my strength a little bit too much to try to find, like, what kind of weapon am I going to use? Because right. you, know, you have to find one weapon, upgrade it, and then your weapon doesn't really become powerful until the very end of the game, Until unless you, like, find some sort of way to, to grind or get True. lucky with uh, with the pearls and the small, smooth, silky stones. Right, right. Yeah. Well, you could. Uh, do you know how to do it? You could... Um... You just take the soul. There's a, it's a soul vessel or something like that. It's called, I think. That's what they do. Oh my god. Yeah. Who's this? okay? I have to take him to a person, but I yeah. never know who that person <laughs> is. You have, you have to take it to um, the three witches in the beginning, assuming you haven't killed them. Uh, the really old one with the gums. You take it to her. <laughs> okay. She, uh, she rubs it and caresses it, and she's like, "Are you sure you want this?" Yada yada. And then it resets it back to whatever the base stats are for that class that you've chosen. I've got three of them, so I I can fuck up a couple times. Yeah. <laughs> so it sounds like P1. Did you do it? Did you reset? Yeah, I did. When I wanted to go from a sorcerer to the the melee class, and I realized that that uh, wasn't going to work because the base stats of the sorcerer aren't really conducive to a good melee class. Right. So uh, <laughs> I then um, I then just restarted the game, started a new character, yeah. and was forced to. Uh, mimic him after Ragnar from the show Vikings because I have it on good authority from uh, Mrs. Player One that <laughs> he is the hottest thing on television. <laughs> How nice of you to make your character attractive to her. Very I had to get her to watch me play somehow. <laughs> That's a good way to keep her involved. That's a good idea. How about you, Matt? Did you ever think about switching your stats back? Uh, I did, but then, you know, I don't know, I just decided I have to do it this way just to, Committed. because I'm incredibly stubborn and <laughs> unwilling to change. Uh, no, I, I fully intend to, like, New Game Plus just to do that at the very beginning because I have so many, like, catalysts and spells and hexes and things that I would like to just go, you know, re-roll and try it out as a sorcerer without having to start from the absolute dirt beginning. Right, that's a good idea because... I don't know how many 
open up a chest and I'm like, oh, it's a spell. But how different it must be to be a caster and open it up and be like, oh my god, a spell. Oh, it's a spell. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> I was just looking through my items and I'm like, I have these crazy hexes and like cool looking stabs. And I'm like, this is all absolutely useless to me, but I would really <laughs> like to play with them. But. That's a good idea. It's a good way to retry it. Yeah. How about you, Ben? You ever think about re-rolling as something else, maybe? Um, I, I will at some point, but I mean, I, for me, I'm going to invest so much time into my character and leveling him up and kind of tweaking his stats the way I want them to. It would be a hard choice of what I would want to change it to afterwards. That's fair. Also, did anybody uh, sleep in the coffin at the beginning of the game? Yes. <laughs> I totally skipped oh, so over yes. the entire tutorial. <laughs> did you? <laughs> yeah. Well, I had I to hear about it. Yeah, I didn't I, do that. I didn't do that. I, I was too busy getting killed by the ogres on the beach. Yeah, they're tough. Oh, Those things are oh tough. Oh my god, <laughs> they are. Even after you level up and go back, just they, they have such a big radius for which they hit, and then but they do drop some good stuff. So if you're a oh. punk with a bow and arrow, they're not <laughs> as hard as they may look. <laughs> yeah, the bow oh, and they arrow. They chase you. I'll go there right now. <laughs> you should. Uh, it, uh, be aware though, if you go in this coffin, I had no idea what it did. Matt, did you know what it did when you went into it? No, I had no idea until uh, Dean told me. Yeah. Anyway. So you, in anyway. You went anyway? <laughs> <laughs> I just went back in it today, and I did it at the start of the game. So for 152 levels, I was a woman. Because it, tra- it changes your gender from male to female or vice versa. And uh, and if you're wearing full armor, you don't even know. Like, I had no idea. Or if well, you're undead, for that matter. <laughs> I was wearing full weaker. armor, but my character started moving kind of funny. And I thought it's because I put a bunch of po- uh, points into poise. Oh, that he got like a little bit more elegant. No, just a lady. What you doing the cat? Doing the catwalk walk? Yeah. Like... Uh, P one. Well, what did you say there? Now. I thought I heard P one say something about. I, I said, didn't you notice that your character wasn't as strong as it was? <laughs> what are you trying oh. to say? What are you trying to say? What? <laughs> Nothing. Anyway. <laughs> But yeah, I, I went through 43 hours of not knowing that my character had switched genders. Just because I guess it shows how much it doesn't really matter. You can make whatever character you want. Yeah. It uh, saw the same result. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, if you're going in that coffin, be aware it will change your gender. Just like And then family. you won't be allowed to play Tomodachi Life. Oh. No. <laughs> oh, sorry. Stop. 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 Yeah. Oh, my. <laughs> you. So yeah, all right. Let's move on then. How about the? Um, let's get into the sound of the game because half this game is atmosphere and uh, you know the dark, creepy uh, corridors and stuff like that is only contrasted or, or amplified by the the soundtrack or lack thereof. What do you guys think of the overall atmosphere and soundtrack to the game? Let's start. Uh, let's start with Ben this time. Okay, I, I like it. I mean, I, I like the um, one thing I've always liked about the Dark Souls, well, the Souls games in general is that everything has, like, a nice kind of crisp sound to it. So, you know, when you're running along, you can hear your armor clinking, and, True. you know, your, foot, your footsteps have a nice crunch to it. I mean, the music itself is very understated, but it's also very atmospheric. Right. So throughout most of the game, you're, you know, it's some nice mood music in the background, but then it really kind of amps up when you run into a boss. Oh, so yeah, it, that's true. So it, it, mm-hmm. it fits. One thing they've done, they've perfectly matched the music to the mood of where, whatever section you're going to be in. So if, like, you're in a crypt, you know, it's going to be kind of like this gloomy, foreboding sound. And then, you know, run into a boss, it's like suddenly becomes Danny Elfman, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I love Danny Elfman. Yeah. <laughs> 
So, no, I, I think they, they do the sound very well in these games. I mean, it's just everything just has, like, a nice uh, kind of crisp vibe to it. And I, lo- I love that, especially, like, if I'm – because I wear, like, heavy plate armor usually. So it's like I can hear – every time you run, it's like – And then when you yeah. do a roll, you can hear everything kind of – like, every piece kind of has its own sound, which it's, – it's a level of detail you don't get in a lot of games. That's a good point. And, yeah. and you're right. The soundtrack really amps up right when it needs to. Actually, I yeah. still remember the opening intro for the Demon Souls. Like, that had such – there was, like – I don't even bassoons or something, something big. It was well, just well, well. It starts. It starts off like you know, doom doom. <laughs> yeah, yeah <laughs> that's <laughs> awesome. You, you can know something bad's coming. Then you see like the corpse being carried by the big demon. Then it's <laughs> and then just it, it just crescendos from there. I mean, that, that's one thing they do. Like it, it's from a full orchestra too. Like it, it doesn't feel like you know, kind of like made by computer. You can tell it's like with real instruments. Like you can hear the bassoons, you can hear the the big bass drums. So it kind of lets you know you're in for something epic. Yeah, you got that right. What do you think, uh, Skylar? What do you think about the overall soundtrack and atmosphere? Well, the atmosphere definitely is immersive uh, because even on my last episode, um, I got scared because I thought (laughs) I heard something, but it turned out it was just me stepping on a little puddle that was on the ground. (laughs) It's true. It shows it, it, how much it keeps you on edge, eh? And it then... does. It, it it puts you in a state, like, and, and that's what I really like about about the music. It it really is uh, in tune to to what's happening around you. And Demon Souls was just amazing. I love the music in Demon yeah, Souls. It was good. Yeah, I haven't like. It, it's not that noticeable too much in Dark Souls Two for me since I've played all the others, and. Like yeah. I'm used to used to that kind of style, but I'm happy it's there, and I'm really happy with with the kind of atmosphere it gives off. So you're right because if they could have gone the other way, they could have put it in too much music, and then yeah, you know, it would have definitely then, taken away from it. So I'm glad that they they stuck with with what they did, using Thank the you. small sounds and everything to because w- in real life you're not like listening to music all the time. You don't have themes True. or anything. True. <laughs> you just have like the cars going by, the birds, and everything. Yeah, you're stepping true. on grass. It's like you're there. Like you're exactly right. What yeah. uh, What do you think about it, Matt? What do you feel? How do you feel about the overall sound? I'm I'm with you guys on the Demon Souls theme. Like yeah. it's absolutely <laughs> best track so of good. all the all the games because it's uh yeah you know I I could still sing it you know right now. I, I don't <laughs> think you guys would enjoy that too much, but. Because I, I, I don't really remember <laughs> a lot of the tracks from Dark Souls 2. I will say, um, it's one of those my wife does not want to like be in the same room when I'm playing it because of like it's so she's like, it's just gross. And I'm like, <laughs> after she said it, I realized like when you stab a dude, it is like yeah. disgusting, chunky pudding sound effects. That's a good point. Like it is <laughs> just like it's like, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like this terrible <laughs> um but yeah it, it is very atmospheric and i was i got legit freaked out last night i was playing it and you just open up a door and it, all right it, it was a fog door but right. everything seems normal and then suddenly it's the uh like demon guy with the catholic priests and the guys are worshiping it and i'm just oh, like yeah man oh. that was intense it was creepy, <laughs> it was creepy. it's like how but, long have these yeah. guys been in here doing this <laughs> yeah, they're just still like because they're just down there like worshiping for like a yep. second. I'm just like, ah, <laughs> <laughs> that was creepy. That's yeah. Uh, how about you there, P1? What do you think about the overall soundtrack? I like it. 
Alright. <laughs> <laughs> On to the next thing. No, no, I, 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 love, I love how you talk about the sound of, like, when you stab a dude, it's like, you, you call it chunky pudding sound. They, they put a lot of effort into, like, the, the sounds, especially when you kill enemies or you step in squishy things. It's true. Yeah, because yeah, it's not what it really is. You're not, like, actually hearing someone stab someone. Right, it's right. something yeah. else that sounds like it. I know, it's like you're, wa- you're, you're walking through the swamp or you're walking through some squishy and it's like, it sounds like cake farts or something. Yeah. It's like... <laughs> cake farts. <laughs> uh, yeah, but... I can't believe I just made that reference. But no, you're right. I mean, that, that's what I love about the soundtrack. Everything just has like its own, uh, they, they put a lot of, it's the minute details that tend to stand out the most. Yeah, you get that. And when, the when sound a new effect sound the backstab. Comes... Oh yeah, that's for what? Uh, it's just like that just boom of like. You hear you the clink, know you hear what the, you just did. Like. You, hear the, you hear the clink of the metal, like as it's like as going into bow, and then you hear the blood kind of go. Whoosh. Yeah, so well done. Thinks that that was somebody's like full time job is to sit around and just make squishy things and like. <laughs> yeah, I shudder sure. to think. I shudder to think how that person makes those sounds. <laughs> she makes a living, man. I should probably uh, sign up for a job like that. <laughs> how many jars of mayonnaise did he have to fist to get that? Squishy? Yeah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, derailed. I did it. Yeah. All right. Rascal's got a rascal, you know. There you go. <laughs> All right. So, did you have anything to add there for you? I was just going to say, like, <laughs> all I can think of what now is fisting mayonnaise and whether or not that's happened before my club sandwich is made. <laughs> you better hope it's just the fist. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, <laughs> some of the cooks on the boat aren't so clean. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> um, I was just going to say, like, when you hear a sound, like, the sounds that you know and you recognize, like, okay, I know that means this is coming. Or I know that means there's one of these near. But when you hear a sound you haven't heard before, it's just like... What the fuck was that? Yeah. 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 <laughs> scary. You know, everything stops. Nothing else in the world matters. Your craft dinner starts to burn. It's just like, what was that? Well, especially, especially if you're playing with Turtle Beaches or like some <laughs> kind of headset because you'll hear every little groan and then sometimes you hear an enemy going, Ugh, and you're like, yeah. what the fuck was that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's all I had to say. Man, those groans. Oh, good point. They're pretty scary. I know. Well, they it's come out of nowhere. You're walking... Game. Well, you're walking through a dark cavern, and you don't see the enemy. All you hear is, Whoa. That's total, <laughs> that's Demon Souls right there. Yeah. yeah. When yeah, you're in the caverns uh... in the second Stonefall. <laughs> well, even yep. in in, uh, in the yeah, prison pretty... in Demon Souls, when they ring that bell. Yeah. Oh, you're just like, oh, I know what you are. Oh, yeah. Which direction are you coming from? Stupid octopus <laughs> face comes up behind you. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, octopus face. That's right. It was. Oh, I hated those. Oh. Um, okay, let's yeah. just before we move on. Is there any difficult game or spots in this game that anybody can recall? Like something that gave them a lot of trouble? Like for me in particular, where are you at right now again, Skylar? Uh, I just, yeah, I just defeated the shrine and I came up to the undead crypt. So I'm not too sure exactly where to go. Okay, After that, so yeah. what's the? It's the shrine of Amana, is it? Or um, yeah, the shrine of Amana. Amana. That spot. That's that was the hardest part for me in the game was that spot, and having to trudge through the water to to get to those magic casters, it destroyed yeah. me. Like I, I was at a standstill for so long, I had to keep killing them one at a time, pretty much, and then dying until they stopped respawning because I was just getting destroyed. Um, but yeah, that was my weakest spot in the game. Was there anybody that had anything um, similar? How about you, P1? Where did uh, where did you get caught up at? 
Um, the pursuer took me apart pretty pretty handily every time I fought him. Yeah, he was tough. Um, my first my first time as my on my sorcerer, I somehow lucked out and shot him with the uh, ballista on my first attempt, and I was like, or my second attempt because I fought him on that ledge and he killed me and then he never came back. <laughs> but uh, I, I got him on with the ballista and I was like, oh, well, that was easy. But then when I had changed and went back to uh, to melee class, he just he took me apart. I couldn't get him lined up with the ballista. I couldn't get around him. I would drop my shield at, the, at the, exactly the wrong moment every time. He just he took me apart. It was, uh, yeah, that's yeah, the, he, the pursuer. He was he was tough. Yeah, the thing of nightmares. <laughs> how about how about you, Ben? Anything uh, that stands out as being a really difficult spot? Yeah, for for me, it's actually because I mean I'm almost ashamed to admit, but I'm still in the forest of the fallen giants. Well, I haven't got. I haven't, got <laughs> I haven't gotten much far past that, but there's these enemies down there. I mean, they they look like mutated ninja turtles, but they're these enemies with like the turtle shells on their back. Oh yeah, oh yeah. They oh. are unbelievably <laughs> difficult. So, you know, you go you go down. There's a part where you're going down into like I guess the basement or the crypt or whatever. You run into a couple of those guys, and beating those guys is tough enough. You know, mm, you're yeah. done. You're done to like the last bit of your Estus flask, and right. then you run into two trolls. And then right. you beat them, and then you run, and then there's more of the turtle guys, and two more trolls after that. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that that area, th- that area there, I've just had incredible difficulty with because you're you're using brute force to get past a couple of the enemies. Just when you think you're out of the woods, more swarm you. Yeah. Yeah. And so uh, it, yeah. unrelenting. It is tough, but if you want a tip, you actually I don't even think you have to go in there to advance. I think uh, the door that you are looking for is uh, the one the left. Yeah, it's the one that leads to the pursuer rather than the one that uh, yeah. that goes in there. Yeah, it, you go, it very well could be, yeah. Yeah, towards the, the Lost Bastille. Yeah, the doorway, yes. small doorway yeah. that you go through to start going down the stairs. Just to the left of that, there's like a little stair. It's also a stairwell going down, but it's wider. Mm-hmm. And there's a little door there, and that'll take you up to the towards the pursuer. Yeah. Not that that's any easier than the guys you're fighting now. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like pick your poison. Which way are you going to go? True, true. You're going to go for the pursuer exactly. or the the pursuer or the troll and ninja turtle gangbang, one of the one of the other. <laughs> but I mean, it's <laughs> some of the enemy. Take your pick. But I mean, the funny thing is with the enemies. Like, I mean, there, there's a huge kind of, I guess, gulf between the difficulty in them because you have like the zombies and the the skeletons. Those are pretty easy. You yeah. know, after after you learn their patterns and everything, I mean, you can usually get them without getting hit. But then you you have a new enemy thrown at you, which is significantly harder, significantly more difficult to kill. So it's kind of like in each level, you're kind of faced with of such a wide variety of enemies, and that's kind of it. Really keeps you on your toes. Yeah, it yeah. definitely does. Yeah, matter where you go, really. <laughs> the um, worst part is you get the like you mentioned the easier enemies. You get that you know you master that. I know his pattern. I know when he does this, I do this. And you beat them, you start beating them easily. But then every now and then, one of them catches you with a, and he just clips you. And you're like, you son of a bitch! Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I also find, too, that if, if you get hit once, it kind of it creates a snowball effect. Like, you could be playing flawlessly. You get hit once, and then that suddenly it goes downhill from there. Yeah, rapidly. It's all over. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, Mental but that, that, state changes. Yeah. yeah. But, but that's, kind of, that's, that's kind of what I consider to be a choke point in the game, just where it kind of gets, it ramps up to a difficulty that's way beyond what I would have expected. But, I mean, there's other things. I mean, the first boss I dealt with, which is like the Lost Giant, I mean, that was surprisingly easy once you learn his patterns. Yeah. Um, but then the Pursuer, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, and therein lies the problem, because you, you defeat that boss pretty easily, and, you know, you're pounding your chest like, yeah, I'm a man. <laughs> Then the pursuer <laughs> makes you realize, no, you're not a man. You're a little no, bitch. 
Yeah, I'm a small girl. Yeah, <laughs> tuck tuck it back in. You're not <laughs> you're not you're not a master yet. But yeah, I guess it's, again, that's the whole rewarding thing. I mean, the game always throws something new at you, so you never know what you're gonna get. That's true. Yeah, yeah, you never know what's coming around the corner. Like you said unless, earlier, it's all about the discovery, right? Yeah, <laughs> unless you're going through New Game Plus. But I hear even New Game Plus throws a lot of new stuff at you this time. It's not just more of an it's increased true. damage output for enemies. You got new enemies and. Shit. Hello? Was uh, okay. the undead purgatory. For some reason, the skeletons with the chariot boss, they just completely demolished me. I could not do that for some reason. Uh, and the Shrine of Hermana was, was pretty difficult as well. Like, yeah. the water, as you said, it's, it's hard to maneuver through them. And even... I, I'm thinking it must have been a lot harder before the patch because they had to patch it to make it easier. Oh, they did? Yeah. <laughs> when did that happen? I, I think know that. Um, maybe on the 14th of the month after. I, I think April 14th. This game, I beat it before the patch. <laughs> I did. <laughs> I did. <laughs> I didn't even know they patched it. I beat it way before that. Oh they, 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 pat, they patched it afterwards to make it a little bit easier, so I didn't really get to, to experience it that much. Like, and I've only spent maybe was... <sighs> yeah, maybe an hour at Shrine of Ramada, and I got that done. Don't stroke his ego anymore. <laughs> they didn't make it that much easier. <laughs> not not that much, but it was, it was still pretty pretty brutal. <laughs> All right. Oh, that's killing me. I can't believe that. Oh well, I guess I should feel proud then, right? Yeah. All right. Yeah, I'm hoping to to do more on on New Game Plus or have a a difficulty setting that's I can change on my own. So I'd be like no Estus flasks on this run or oh yeah, that's a good like, idea. Level one run, level fifty run, because I know I did a level fifty run on on Dark Souls, because I wanted to give myself a little, some to do something a little bit different, right? Since I've already beaten the game, and I didn't just want to beat it again and have it recorded, so I gave myself a little bit of a challenge, and that that's the kind uh, that I'm excited for in New Game Plus is is that's a good idea. different kind of challenges you can put upon yourself to make the game more difficult, so. Right. It was weird. Before the game came out, everyone was in an uproar about how easy they're going to make it for, for newcomers and everything. Right. And a lot of people were, like, so upset they were not even going to, to play the game because yeah. of it or, like, even experience it. And, and that, in my mind, is it's pretty it, – like, it, it's not good. Like, you can see a game, but once you actually have it in your hands, it's totally different because you can watch someone play True. Dark Souls, but it's different when you play Dark Souls. We got that right. Yeah, you guys all watched me fight the, the dual pursuer fight there, just as Neo. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> uh, that's How about you, Matt? Anything stand out for you for really difficult spots? Uh well, like you guys, the uh, the pursuer was yeah, yeah pretty ridiculous. Um, and for whatever reason, the rotten was easy for I mean, for really difficult for a second, and then suddenly just wasn't i don't know if it's just an easy to understand pattern or what but that one was really difficult for a minute yeah. uh the thing that got me the most though was the uh sentinels oh yeah a lot of people say that a lot of yeah. people have the same problem the thing that's yeah. weird though there it's easier when you're fighting all three at the same time than two at the same time is it oh, really? really i didn't know that well it's because like i guess they know that you're only going to have so much endurance 
so they take a long time between each other when it's three. So mm. then when it's two, they, they alternate a lot more quickly. But huh. the thing That's... about that, it changes once you kill one of them. So that was the thing. Like, I accidentally got knocked down one time, and I was like, oh, well, it's over now. And then <laughs> I managed to kill one, and I was like, okay. You know, it's like, we're, we're doing this now. And then, <laughs> no, I, I got shut down immediately afterwards. Uh, <laughs> <and I> was, <laughs> yeah. Has anyone used the, the hidden doors at the end of that fight to, like, climb back up or anything? No, but I heard no. that there is some, and I never found them. Yeah, I found them after the fight. In that room. Yeah, I, I, I found them after. But imagine going and like using that for battle tactics, and then coming back up and then shooting at them yeah, from, from afar. True. That'd be fantastic. That would be helpful. Would, yeah, I, um, there's just so many ways you can tackle the game. It's 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 really all up to you. It's true. I went through the whole game not knowing that you could open secret doors with using the. I had thought I thought they were all Pharaoh's lockstones. I didn't realize. I'm so good at the game. I don't even need to use. The <laughs> <laughs> I thought they were all Pharaohs. I didn't realize there was ones that you could just hit X on. Like I had no idea. Yeah, I didn't like that change. I prefer Same when here. attacking it because people leave messages right where you need to check. Same yeah, here. and I was hitting the hell out of those walls and breaking my sword and yeah. Get in. <laughs> I had no idea. Uh, yeah, I didn't have a hard time with the Sentinels because I summoned help for that one. Oh, did I mention I didn't summon anybody the whole time I played? I'm so good, I never need help good. at all. <laughs> I created Dark Souls. <laughs> I am a Dark Soul. Yeah, I've beaten it twice since this podcast started. <laughs> You're talking about the game, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, little column A, little column B. Oh, my. <laughs> But yeah, I do like Meats and Souls, and that's part of the fun for me, is just I don't know, having it be brutally hard, but yeah. I'm eagerly awaiting the new secret project that has been rumored. Beast. Anybody know this? Yeah, Project Beast. <laughs> what? Yeah. I heard about that. Yeah. Apparently no there's else? some... Uh, I know P1, you must have heard about it, didn't you? Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, because you were there when I found it. Um, there's some screenshots leaked of what looks like a Souls game. And apparently Dark Souls 2 was created by a different development team than the one that created uh, Demon's Dark Souls. And yeah. now he's wondering this other development team been and it's the sequel to Demon's Souls. But all rumor. Or it what? could be its own, uh, another thing, Beast Souls. It could be, yeah. 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 Something. Exactly. Yeah, Project Dark for Dark Souls. Right. It definitely has the mist, the like the fog. So the it's... fog wall. It looked amazing. The next gen fog wall. Oh, it looks so, <laughs> it looks so foggy. Yeah, but so then bright. again, there was the E3 footage of Dark Souls two, and that's not what we really got. True. Yeah. But Even it's still good. You know what? Dark Souls one. I think this is completely off topic, but you mentioned the trailer. Mm-hmm. Dark Souls 1 had that fantastic trailer with the song Bartholomew, and it, it really defined how I felt with that whole game. Yeah. And Dark Souls 2 didn't have a trailer like that, and I think that's why I'm, I was more lukewarm about it than I was about Dark Souls. Yeah, even the mannequins, they, they changed completely. Like the white masks. I are, was so upset about that. that. I was so looking forward to, to seeing all of Same that. Same here. Also, when the enemies die, they're not no longer ragdoll and that was just oh. so much fun playing yeah. soccer with the dead hollows <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's true uh, if somebody gave you exceptional trouble 
you know, just deal yeah. with it. Just kick them yeah, off yeah. a ledge. Kick them uh, around. <laughs> Make yeah. sure they're really dead. It's yeah. so fun. <laughs> trim, yeah. trim like a sock monkey, just kick them around the environment. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, that's funny. I wonder why they took that out. I loved it, but I guess it's more realistic now. Oh, well. Sometimes it's not though. Have you ever had anybody have their head stuck into a wall and just kind of like bounce around? No, and their but... weapons fly all over the place. I have seen a couple of them, yeah. But that's a good point. That's a good transition into monster design because uh, would you guys think that it was been on par with uh, with Dark Souls and Demon Souls? I felt I like think so. Same here. I felt like it was kind of generic. Some of the there's a lot of humanoid monsters. There's a lot of I don't know a lot of repeats. Even it seemed. But uh, what do you guys think? What do you think, uh, P1? What do you think about the monster design in this one compared to the others? Or just in uh, general? I don't know. It was... They, I mean, the movements, they're all... You can tell they're very similar, just in their movements anyway. Like Three. The the, the, the <laughs> starting guys in this move the same as the starting guys in Demon's Souls. And right. Like the, the levels of monsters you fight, that same sort of cross pattern attack that they do you mm-hmm. know, they swing their heads like their head banging and they make a big X mm-hmm. um, but as far as like design of the bad guys went like their actual their appearance mm-hmm. um, yeah I don't, like the last giant wasn't all that impressive the pursuer is pretty cool though yeah like the bosses you mean the bosses were yeah. uh, pretty neat so I think most of their attention probably went to those yeah because uh, a lot of the enemies are they're, I mean, they're just generic. A lot of them are just guys in armor. Yeah, that's true. Like, just different armor sets, really. True. Or what about bodies on top of bodies, like the rotten? Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. What did yeah. you think, Skylar? What did you think overall? Then. Well, I've heard before that they they base their characters on the sins that they may have on the world, and they're just told hmm. that this is the kind of area that they live in. Mm-hmm. Go wild, like just create any kind that that you see there so they go around with sketches mm-hmm. and 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 they create like that and most of the time the bosses that they create they have to downscale them to enemies oh and, i see and and i noticed that a little bit like uh like the artificial guys with the those giant with the sickles and everything mm-hmm. yes yeah those are pretty cool as well and even the guys that explode which I hate. Oh, those guys like, are so frustrating. Yeah, they are. But <laughs> their their design is to do that to the player. So I think in that way it it succeeded. And some of them it looked good. It's just it's it, it is mundane. It's muddy. Mm, it's it it's muddy. a lot. Of, it's a lot of the same stuff. But then again, it's a dead body. So it's yeah, a hollow. Can you do? I suppose you can only yeah. do so much. Yeah. What about you, Matt? What did you think overall? Uh, I don't know. I think a lot of the bosses needed that inner like cutscene highlight that only yeah. some of them got. That's it's true. Like the the pursuer, I thought that was the coolest. You know, it's just like a bird, and then suddenly something falls down, and then you die. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Uh, the cool. lost sinner, like that one was really freaky. Like the bug crawls into the eye of this thing, and like you know it was really exciting whereas some of them it's like you walk into a room and it's just like uh-huh. who are you and like yeah. i guess we're it gonna starts. fight i'm yeah. a boss <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> Somebody maybe it was rushed supposed to come through here like it's just you know yeah. <laughs> oh i wasn't ready for you uh yeah let me, let me tidy up <laughs> yeah, i liked i did like the uh the spider guys in uh no man's wharf or whatever it was the guys that oh, stay in the dark. Yeah, yeah, and they like put their hands over their eyes. 
for the yeah, flames. They were pretty cool. Yeah, I didn't that see torch any other. Was so yeah. satisfying. That, that, I didn't until see that you, much until you had to clear them out of that room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah was good drops. Good. Yeah, very good job. What about you, Ben? What did you think of the overall monster design? Um, I think like everyone else mentioned, it was kind of hit and miss because you did have some of the stock enemies, like you know you have the zombies, you know you have uh, the the undead, and then you have like the, the the creepy witches and stuff like that. But I mean, some of the bosses were really impressive. Um, even some of the enemies you just kind of see randomly. I mean, those those guys with the turtle shells. Yeah. I mean, it was interesting. It was varied, but I mean, I felt that the first Dark Souls had a lot more variety in it. I mean, you know, how many games have a wolf swinging a sword in its mouth? True. True. So cool. So I think the first Dark Souls kind of nailed it more with the enemy design, and these ones feel a little bit more, I don't know, it's kind of like the world itself. I mean, the the world itself feels a little bit more plain and generic than the first Dark Souls. The enemies kind of followed suit in some way. It's it's weird to kind of draw that parallel, but I mean... There's nothing that really stands out as being like an amazing experience. Like there were some bosses in the first Dark Souls that I was like, "Wow." Yeah, that's a good so point. This, so this one, it wasn't. I don't know. Maybe it's just because you get so desensitized with the first one. But this one was more. It just felt a little bit more generic to me. No, I agree completely. And was, you. Hmm? Sorry, go ahead. Oh, so just uh, what was the deal with the um, tree guys with the large sack coming out of their crotch? Yeah, what was that? <laughs> what was that? <laughs> <laughs> I think they were mutated properly or maybe had experiments done because the, the Soul Series has been known to have experiments done on the hollows. That's true, like seeds so, especially. So they became yeah. trees, but they kept their scrotums. Right? Yes. <laughs> they had access to saline and they just yeah. went nuts. <laughs> they went nuts. Uh, <laughs> only, only the Botox remains. <laughs> um, but you guys also brought up a point earlier about like those creatures that were afraid of the light. Did you guys feel like lighting the torches throughout the game really served a very big purpose? In the the, the, the trailer and like the moments leading up to when it was released, I thought lighting the torches along the way was going to be a big deal. But with the exception of that one area, I can't really think of it mattering that much. Did you guys find it any different than that? How about I, I that? found it. Go ahead, Skylar. Yeah. Um, I found it pretty different because I've noticed when they had the beta, Mm-hmm. Um, they decided to go for a different turn and they turned up the brightness of the game and that pretty much uh-huh. took out all the stuff that they really wanted to have with, uh, with, the, with the torch. And I even okay. have like the torch on up around now and it's kind of cool how you can attack with it and you can actually defend with it like a shield. Cool. And it, it does damage over time with its fire showing that um, you can probably have the same thing on another weapon. So it introduces that to the player, that there's elemental style of things. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. other than that, sure, some of the lighting effects are cool, but they're still having troubles with the shadows. The PC will probably have a way better fix for that if if you're going to play that. And, yeah, basically, just the PC will have maybe the lighting effect that we saw at, at E3 and then it'll be a big difference. But as of now, I, I didn't even use it much in my playthrough. Gotcha. Yeah. You see, I didn't know that they uh, switched the brightness that much, which would make a lot more sense. Cause there was times where it's like, here's a spot where you can light a torch, but I'm like, why, why would I need to do that? I can see everything. But, yeah. uh, what do you think, Matt? I don't even need light to see things. <laughs> <laughs> what do you, what do you think, Matt? How do you um, feel about the torches? I hardly ever did it. Same here. Like, it just wasn't a point. And that's one thing I was going to ask you guys. Like, if you light every torch, does something happen? I, mean, I, I have no idea. Like, <laughs> if it does, I certainly don't know about it. Yeah. Uh, 
nothing in the in the in the very first part. I already did that during this podcast. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Nothing happens. <laughs> How about you, Ben? Did you use the torch at all? Did you find any need for it? I forgot that was even an option. To be honest with you, yeah, that's understandable. It, it's, it's not something that the game really encourages, and it's not something that I felt would have really given me any kind of advantage. So, and and plus, I mean, I want to fight the enemies. I don't want to kind of scare them off. Right. That's fair. I was in the same boat. I just never used it. I mean, there's a lot of elements in the game. Like, I mean, unless it helps, unless it gives you like an actual advantage in battle or something, I typically don't go for it. Yeah, same here. Yeah, I never use it. It's it's there for a torch only challenge run. Is that does that exist? You know what? I'll try to do it. I'll record it. Don't tell him that exists. <laughs> I'll be there to check that out. All right. So before we close up, let's talk about you. mentioned it a second there about PC. Uh, the PC might be better. Do you guys? First of all, did anybody here play it on the PC? Uh, I had Dark Souls on the PC, and I didn't really touch that too much. I just stuck with uh, the PS3 to play it. Okay. So did do you guys feel that? Maybe the PC version would be the the ultimate experience. Do you think it's a be all end all, or do you think it doesn't really matter when it comes to this game? How about uh, how about you, Matt? What do you think it, the uh, the superior graphics on the PC would really make a big difference for this game? Uh, I don't know. Not I don't really play a lot of like modern PC stuff, so I, don't, I wouldn't have anything that could run it. But I mean, I guess it would be better. But yeah, I'm, I was pretty satisfied with PS3. I felt the same way. Although I do yeah. hear, you know, people, I guess it's, it all comes down to what, uh, actually, I think I've heard Ben mention this on his podcast. It comes down to what you have access to. And, and if you have access to, to something else that's better, then for sure, go for it. But I think this serves its purpose more than, more than we could have ever hoped for. Yeah, yeah. it might just increase immersion a little bit extra because it's eye candy. Yeah. But other than that, I don't, it, it, it doesn't affect much of the core mechanics of the game. So, Fair enough. Well, one, yeah. one, th- one thing to keep in mind, though, I mean, if you look at the Dark Souls on PC, which is the Prepare to Die edition, yeah, Prepare to Die edition, sorry, <laughs> uh, they actually put in a lot of fixes to some common issues that were prevalent in the console versions, such as, I mean, the massive frame rate drop. Yeah, right? that's yeah. true. That's when you true. reach certain areas. Um, they also incorporate a lot of the DLC, too. And, I mean, a lot of people have said it is graphically superior. I mean, the PC, I mean, if you have a rig that can run it, it's always going to outdo the consoles in terms of graphical yeah. fidelity. But, sure. I mean, yeah. It, sorry, I'm speaking on a turn, but, I mean, obviously. No, that's I mean, good. Yeah, but the, well, the prepared... Sorry, go ahead. Uh, well, games are made on computers to be played on consoles. So that's true. They have, you know, have to be able to play the games. Yeah. But I mean, I've played. I haven't. I've only played Dark Souls on the Xbox 360, so I, I have nothing to compare it to. But you know, certainly, you know, I've, I've I've heard people say that the Prepare to Die edition of the first game is better. I mean, the Dark Souls 2 on PC, I've heard, is comparable. Hmm. You're, yeah. you're a PC guy, though, right? Because you have uh, like 700,000 games on Steam. Don't don't get me like don't that. get me started. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, do you notice? Is there a drastic difference between? I'm sure you have games on Steam that you have also have on other consoles because you're obsessive like all of us. <laughs> uh, and, and a deal's a deal. You can't afford not to buy them. So do you notice, is there that much of a difference that when you play a game on a PC, it's like, wow, this is head and shoulders above what I had experienced before on a console? Um, 
it, for most games, no. I mean, but keep in mind too, I don't have a top of the line rig. I mean, I have a quad core, but I mean, the graphics card's kind of balls, so it's not uh, it's not a great rig by any stretch. But I mean, it does play most games competently, at least on medium settings. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I played on a high end PC before, and I mean, I've seen you know, like for example, like if you play a game like Skyrim, you know, the textures will be a little bit better, the there'll be less pop in stuff like that. Um, it'll still be there, but it won't be as prevalent as it was on the consoles. Um, but yeah, now that I've embraced PC gaming, I've definitely noticed that there are some differences, but usually they're more cosmetic. I mean, gameplay-wise, it's still pretty much the same. Um, unless there, was, there were bugs on the console that they've now fixed on the PC version, because the PC is all digital, so you often don't have the same load times and the same problems that you would have with, that are native to the consoles. That's fair enough, and, and that is something I actually felt about the game, is that it, the load times were a little longer than the other, but yeah, that may have just been me. Yeah, I, I think so, and, and with having to go back to Majula all the time, I yeah. really started to feel those load times. Yeah, me too, me too, for sure. Well, that's another drawback of, you know, kind of, you know, transporting between bonfires is that, you know, you're going to have to deal with loading screens, which, right. I mean, the, the world, the game has to load. I mean, you know, keep in mind, if you're playing it on a 360 or a PS3, you're you're playing with almost decade-old hardware. True. Yeah. <laughs> so it's going gonna, gonna to struggle in one way or another. I guess one of the advantages of PCs, if you can afford to kind of keep your thing up to date, you are going to have what most people believe to be the optimum experience, but it also is down to what the game is designed for. Yeah. I mean, in, a lot of ca- in a lot of cases, if it's a cross-platform game, as was the case with Dark Souls 2, mind you, Dark Souls 2 came out like a month later mm-hmm. on PC, so it's possible huh. that they uh, they made some improvements, but in most cases, when it's made cross-platform from the beginning, most versions are exactly the same, with maybe minor differences. And wasn't Demon Souls exclusive? To PS3, yeah, it was yeah. exclusive to PS3. Yeah, people. Oh man, people were up. The the PS fanboys <laughs> were up in arms when uh, they found out that Dark Souls is going to be on the 360. And some I people was angry. Well, some people, well, well some people. Well, some people still claim that the version that on the PS3 of Dark Souls is the better one, but I, I haven't really seen anything to substantiate that. The problem is when they. Oh, never mind. <laughs> they have to they have to create a game for the lowest common denominator and unfortunately when it comes to the PS3 and the Xbox 360 the lowest common denominator is not the PS3 well it's the more, PS3 is the more powerful one with the Blu-rays so, yeah. I mean, so they gotta because they gotta make sure it'll run on whatever's not as strong so that unfortunately that's the settings we get um, Demon Souls was fantastic it was a masterpiece and Dark Souls was a step back. <laughs> I hate Microsoft. Oh, so much. <laughs> oh. But, you know, it is really difficult to enjoy a game that comes in a green box. I have to tell you. Like, <laughs> so. uh, on yeah. that note, <laughs> yeah, we're, we're starting. We're starting up the the flame war again. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. single-handedly. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. So- I'm, I will go on record and say I predominantly play on the Xbox 360, but I'm, I'm migrating over to Steam. So I'm kind of in the. I'm kind of the in-betweener right now. Yeah, as long as you, well, you, you and Anzi actually are uh, just from listening to you guys. I bought, I own like four or five 360 games that I haven't played yet because I don't have a 360. But I bought them because I heard you guys talk about them. So, <laughs> well, then, well, then they must be good. Yeah, yeah. this is what I'm saying. Get yourself a 360 <laughs> and get on that. Yeah, I actually have a copy of Dark Souls for 360 and PS3, and the only thing I can notice a little bit. Is when you move your character, like the camera, yeah, it's on the 360. It's a little bit more smoother, but it heats up more on the 360. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's more frames that are lost in those certain areas, like Blight Town and stuff like that. New London Ruins. Ooh, I've, like I've noticed that. that, but other than that, there's it, 
each console has their own thing. It's it's the same game. You're you're playing the game. You're going right. for the experience for that, not for for what console. Right. It, you know. As long yeah. as you're like don't, try, don't try and bridge this gap. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but if, if any of you, I mean, this is going to be completely irrelevant because I don't know when. When does this podcast go live? Like, when does it get released? P two is going to have to edit this one because I sail out on Tuesday. So, yeah. so okay, we're looking at around September. <laughs> no, it'll be a couple days from now. So this will be completely useless information. But if any one of you are looking for the PC version of Dark Souls, it's actually on Steam right now for uh, six bucks. What? Oh, that's yeah. oh, wow. How long is the sale on for? Um, I believe it's until well, it's a weekend long deal, so I believe it's on till Monday. Um, okay. Yeah, so it's it ends Monday at 10 a.m. Pacific time. So sorry, everyone, you missed out. <laughs> yeah, but, <laughs> no, knowing how often this game goes on sale, it'll be on sale again. It'll For be on sure. it sometime soon. For sure. Yeah. So I'd like to hear everybody's overall lasting impressions. Like, does this game make you want to play the other games in the series? And and uh, yeah, maybe would you recommend it to to other people that you know? I'm going to start with uh, with Matt this time. Uh, well, uh, I absolutely love it. And, yeah, I, want, I do want to go back and finish the original Dark Souls. As the second, the sequel does seem to be like one step forward, one step back in a lot of regards. And right. obviously, I do want to finish this one. Uh, as far as recommending it, like I really don't know anyone who is hardcore enough <laughs> to like it. Like you know. Yeah. It's, you gotta you be a have, pretty deep gamer to, to yeah. appreciate it. Yeah, you have to uh, fall into a certain circle of insanity, and unfortunately, <laughs> I'm the deepest one I know. So it's like, <laughs> I hear so you. So to to anyone, I would recommend it to anyone who misses a, a lot of retro sensibilities, and it does fill in some holes for uh, some games that have kind of fallen by the wayside. I think, especially with the original Dark Souls. It kind of fills in some gaps left by the the original Legend of Zelda, as yeah, yeah that's fair. You know, a, a lot because as more story oriented, you know, you just kind of get plopped down. You have three directions, you know, deal with it. Um, and it also, to me, I find that the combat and its clunky nature, it's. Some you know not moving is just as important as moving, and being right. deliberate with your actions resonates to me as a classic Castlevania fan more than anything Castlevania's been in a very long time. Well said. Mm. So anyone who longs for the days of the NES would should absolutely play it. Here, here, well said. How about uh, how about you, Benjamin? Does this make you want to go back and play the other games or? Yeah, certainly it does. I mean, every every time I talk about it with someone or every time someone brings it up, I kind of think back to, you know, what I've been missing out on by not finishing them. So, <clears throat> I mean, my lasting impression of Dark Souls 2, and I, I guess it, it applies to any one of the games in the series, is that, you know, they're not typically the kind of game I would go for. Right. So it's not the kind of game that, at the you know, at the end of a long work day, I'm going to sit down and play Dark Souls. That's typically not going to happen. <laughs> I tend to want something that's going to, you know, relax me, kind of, you know, give me a little bit of that escapism that I like. But, you know, certainly it appeals to me on another level because I like the feeling of reward. I like the feeling of risk that you take in a game. And, you know, in, in an age when may, many modern games, they pretty much hold your hand. They're very linear. They don't really present much of a challenge. I think this is kind of the antithesis to that where, you know, you have a game that's going to really stretch your limits as a gamer. 
Right. No, that you pretty much summed it up. That's yeah, yeah. That's it. In a nutshell. And 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 I think you know you also the nail on the head when you said it is a throwback in some ways to the retro style. You know, the Castlevania, the Contra, you know, the Zeldas. I mean, those are the games that they were challenging, but in the right kind of way. Like it challenges you in a way that it impels you to move forward versus kind of keeps you stuck in gear one and you just don't want to go back to it. Right. So, you know, what I recommend it to people, I mean, if you're that kind of gamer and you know what you're getting into, absolutely. I think it's it's one of those games that you're more likely to enjoy than not if you know kind of the parameters of it. But, you know, if you're kind of a more casual, you know, Viva Pinata kind of gamer where, you know. <laughs> you know Build a bear. Well, exactly. I mean, if if you're if you're tasting games is more for the more towards the casual, or you know, say you're more interested in things like JRPGs and stuff like that, it's kind of a tougher recommendation because it's not story driven. You know, it is all about the combat and it is all about the difficulty. You know, it, it will appeal to that certain kind of gamer. So for some people, yes. For some people, I'd say no. You will bleed out the ass. Don't right. don't do it. <laughs> That's and it. have beyond a hankering for Viva Pinata now. <laughs> it's a good game. Don't uh, I, I love casual as much as I love hardcore, but. Uh, uh, yeah, it's 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 got to be the game you got to be in the mood for too. So even the people I'd recommend it to, it's like you got to be in the mindset, you got to be in the zone. You know, it's right. not don't if you just had an argument with your partner, don't turn on dark. <laughs> right. It is a very niche market to say you got that right. Like it's not meant for everyone, that's for sure. No, yeah, but but the fact it's been successful is a testament to the fact that there is a market for it. I mean, Demon Souls became a greatest yeah. hits title, as I think did Dark Souls. So it did yeah, it did the, the games do very well. It's kind of weird that right? how that's happened now, I guess, because there's so much hand-holding this, that there has been this backlash. And that's why, like, roguelikes are out of popularity that they've never been before. And, like, true, true. people yeah. seem to want punishing, which I do like, but it seems like that sort of 16-bit, like, day's middle difficulty mm-hmm. to where it's, like, is kind of gone, and I do miss that. Yeah. Well, if you look at if you look at more modern games such as like Super Meat Boy, Rayman Legends, you know, those kind of games kind of bring back that old school difficulty. So I think we're kind of seeing an upward trend in people who want something different and they want something that's actually going to challenge them versus, you know, just an easy, you know, romp through the woods, which, you know, a lot of games are nowadays. Mm, that's true. Yeah. Mm. How about you, Skylar? What are your lasting impressions? And I, I know you've already beaten the other ones, but would you recommend this to anybody else? Uh, I'm not sure if I would recommend uh to people that I know in real life, <laughs> I, I've seen them try and play it. Um, but but yeah, you definitely have to be in a certain mindset. You have to learn the language of Dark Souls before you can truly enjoy it. And I find not that many people will sit down and take that time to actually do that. So, but for me, since since I will play it and I got the time to play it, I'm, I'm I uh, I plan on having a Demon Souls race with uh, with another YouTuber. Maybe that might be going. For, oh, nice. for something exciting, um, I definitely plan on doing plus new game plus on Dark Souls two, maybe on regular Dark Souls. I'm not too sure yet. Uh, if people want it, I'll do it. But other than that, um, I'd definitely bring this game out after years have passed and just pop it in, play it, have another go at it. For sure. Yeah, it's been pretty good. And I've noticed here, I got the deaths worldwide. From, oh, you got it. What is it? What's yeah, it up it's up to two hundred and fifty-eight million seven hundred and forty-one thousand five hundred and fifty-four. Wow. <laughs> yeah, a lot of dead. Uh, I wonder dead how souls. many 
from this podcast were contributed to that. Many <laughs> Boffins died. Hey, we all like contributed to, know, to this. Yeah. Like what the sales are. Like I would like to divide that by the sales and just know what on average. <laughs> yeah, that'd be interesting to see. Yeah, <laughs> but definitely good good impressions of the Soul Series. It's a series that I feel like it tweaks on its own, but it it definitely. It's not like other series like the Final Fantasy series where you're not sure of what's going to be the next one. Is it going to have completely different mechanics and different story? Right. But but with with the Soul series, it's it's the same, but it's more of it. Yep. And that's all and you it, need. <laughs> the, the, it, exactly. In 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 the game cuz growing up, it's like if you see Sh- uh, Shining Force, it's like, "All right, I want another Shining Force that's just like this, but Maybe yeah. with a different story. Maybe it looks a little bit better and sharper. Right. But, but generally, that's but that's not what we get. We get nope. something totally different. And but yeah. for a series that has three different entries on the same generation of consoles, I'd say it's doing quite well for sure. It mm-hmm. really is. Yeah, absolutely. How about uh, how about UP One? Lasting impressions? Uh, it's a, as a game, it's fun, and I think. It's one of those games that you can sit down and play through in a weekend and, and beat it, or you can sit down and play it once a month. And it's just like riding a very uh, painful, spike-filled bicycle. Seat missing. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah, definitely. The no-seat bicycle ride of Dark Souls. Um, but it's just because, and because of the ambiguity of the story and because of the fact that, I mean, as gamers, you never really lose that ability to go back into the mechanics of a game you could set it aside and go back to it so like ben mentioned when he hears somebody talking about it he thinks oh you know i want to i want to check that out again and you have the option to do that with this you could put it aside and go back to it and you're not worried about where was i in the story you know it's just who do i have to fight right now and i i would recommend it to anybody who just loves games in general but it's not gonna be for everyone um but I do think that it's something that, you know, everybody should at least try once. Mm-hmm. Whether you're, uh, yeah, I definitely agree, a first-time gamer who's new at it, or uh, you know, you're Neo. Yeah, if you're yeah, from Candy right. Crush, Dark Souls Two is the perfect game for you. Yeah, maybe make that. You know what? They would both <laughs> cause step. the same amount of cursing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah. Candy Crush makes you it's wait. It's good hearing that wait. from. Yeah. Candy Crush makes you wait ten minutes to play again, and Dark Souls makes you die several times. So <laughs> pick your poison. Yeah, Candy Crush is hard, yo. <laughs> it gets really difficult at upper levels. Don't underestimate. It looks cute, but it's it's yep. devious. Yeah, it's a, it is. <laughs> <laughs> malicious bastards. Yeah. But that does say a lot coming from from UP One because you were completely against it. And you gave it a try. So really, you never know until you try this game out. Because I was converted. Yeah. You can be easily converted. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so time to... let's uh, let's take a second here because uh, we had a lot of people who were playing um, on the forums as well, and uh, I'd like to just take a second to read some of the the entries because we had a quite a few people like Tubby Mora from uh, the Encyclopedia. There, he uh, he was playing through. He actually said that his first death wasn't until the Pursuer. Nice, so, uh, yeah, good job. That's yeah, pretty impressive. I mean. Uh, I guess uh, he's probably had experience with the past ones, which which make a huge difference. But you know, getting to that point in the game is a big feat. <laughs> he, just, he just threw down the challenge there, P two. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we also had Dean from Round Two Gaming. He he was playing too, and he actually got through it completely. 
with a sorcerer, which I must admit is pretty impressive. I tried playing a sorcerer, and I did not get far. And uh, and he killed the whole game, so that's pretty impressive. Yeah. yeah. Good for him. And then Kevin, buried on Mars, he's been playing too. Uh, and actually, he finished Dark Souls, the first one, this month as well, and then started up Dark Souls 2. So he's doing really well, and he's actually gotten quite a ways. He, uh... He, uh... He just tweeted a picture of the Iron Keep. Oh, not bad. Oh, he's in the Iron Keep now. Holy yeah. crap, yeah. And he went to the Black Gulch already, too. Yeah, he's doing great. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, was there anybody on Twitter or anything? Uh, most of the Twitter ones were uh, it was just Kevin, on, Kevin from Barrett on Mars. Kevin on Mars. And, uh, <laughs> Dean Lasagna. So, uh, yeah, but if, uh, anybody, if, you, uh, if you're if you playing along with us and you want, it to, want us to mention it or you want to have anything to say, just uh, hashtag Cartridge Club on Twitter. And... Uh, We'll uh, we'll read out what you tweeted there, and if uh, if you wanted to join in on the forums and because uh, you can get tips and tricks on the forums, you can find out secrets, you can share your experiences, and those forums are located. You know, I can never remember that location, Pete. Where are those forums? Uh, well, there's a couple of different places you can get it, but uh, your best bet is probably going to www.cartridgebros.ca. I'm clicking on forums. <laughs> oh, see, I don't want to have to worry about memorizing the long login another another <laughs> password. That's that's a hassle. For well, me. don't you worry. You can log in with your Google account or Facebook account. Pretty much, if you have any account, you can log into the forums, no problem. Oh, so my Google Plus will do that for me. <laughs> it's already done. Yeah. <laughs> you, need, you, need, yeah. you must have Google Plus to access the forum. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and as well on the uh, on the site there. You can uh, listen to past episodes of the club, and more importantly, there are links to every single guest that's ever been on the Cartridge Club, um, because we only invite the top-tier members of the gaming community. Yeah, prem de la creme. Yeah, thank and, you. Then, and then you invited me, so. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> and Ben. <laughs> Everybody else turned us down. Yeah. <laughs> I'm always happy to be the last resort. <laughs> yeah. Um, right. So that's yeah, that's the the forums and the Twitter. That's our our, our our shameless plug. Um, although if you're listening to this, you probably already know both of those locations. So uh, yeah, yeah. So let's hear some <laughs> new locations then. <laughs> <laughs> well, why don't we hear some locations where our guests or where our listeners can uh, can find our guests? Um, why don't we start with uh, with Ben? Why don't you tell everybody where they can find you and uh, yeah, the best way to get a hold of you if they wanted to. To become part of the the Ben fan club. Oh well, it, it, it's it's a club of two people, so more people are welcome. Um, <laughs> but yeah, if they want to find me on Twitter, that's the easiest way to interact with me. It's at it's at and then B Roland one, so B R O W L E N D with the numeral one at the end. Um, also on Facebook, Ben Roland. Um, but our podcast is the Radical Rascals podcast, so you can find us on Facebook at Radical Rascals, on Twitter at Rad Rascals, and uh, we do have our own website, RadRascals.com. And it's uh, for anybody who does, honestly, if you're looking for a podcast to listen to and you haven't heard any of their episodes yet, start with episode one and listen through. There's 63 of them, I believe, now. 63 in total, yeah. And we've been running for just over two years. So it's 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 interesting because we've kind of had a, a chronology of gaming over the past two years that's been immortalized on a podcast. And, you know, with talks of, you know, beer and poop on the side. So, yeah. <laughs> it's, some, uh, it's fantastic. Some Ninja Penguin comments going in there. Yeah, <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> if, anyone, if anyone goes back and listens and they stumble <laughs> upon the episodes with the Guess That Sex Act game, apologies in advance. 
uh, it's good times. It's good times. It, it was it was great times. So yeah, definitely we always welcome feedback on our episodes as well. And uh, you know, definitely um, I think one of the first ways we found out about you guys because we gave you a shout out on our podcast. So yeah, uh, yeah, you did, and we were blown away when it happened. <laughs> I uh, I had to change my pants. I pooped right there. I didn't know what to do. <laughs> if, if you want, if you want a visual on his reaction, think Randy from South Park when he gets on the internet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, yeah. But, uh, it is a great show, though, and I like I, I can't recommend enough that you check that out uh, for anybody who hasn't. It's and even if you already have listened to it, go back and listen to them again because yeah. they're fantastic. Well, thank you so much. Yeah, yeah. You're, the episodes like your, your episode when you talk about gaming, it's awesome. But the episodes where you guys do non-gaming things are just they're my favorite episodes because it's like two people having a real conversation. You know about actual things, and mm-hmm. we all love to game. We all love playing video games, but not everything in our lives revolve around that. Mm-hmm. And you guys seem to understand that better than anybody else out there. Well, we do. We do our best, and that's one reason why I think it's gone on as long as it has because Andy and I kind of have that chemistry. So, and yeah, I mean, like I said, a big shout out to my co-host who isn't here today, but uh, I'm sure he's here with us in spirit, Mister Andy. That's so great. definitely want to give yeah. him a shout out and uh, send my love his way. And a big congratulations to him for his you know, newborn. Yeah, he just yeah, had, his baby, had his baby daughter one week ago, and a uh, very, very proud papa he is. So, uh, yeah, we'll be recording a new episode soon. We got some ideas cooking, so uh, you'll definitely be hearing from us again. Perfect. Right on, mm. right on. Nice. All right, uh, Skylar, now uh, you're up. Let our friends know where they can see more of your Let's Plays of Dark Souls. Well, if they want Among to check out things. more uh, of my Dark Souls, they can go on to YouTube, I, Skylar, I, or just search Bake Play Dark Souls or Anything like that, you, you'll find it. Trust me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I got tons of other stuff on there, but I generally like to have a good time. If you want to talk to me, you can talk to me on Twitter at iBakedGamerI, and I'll definitely answer everyone's questions or, and any kind of comments. I, th- that's what I really like is just talking with other people, and that's how uh, I ended up, I guess, here for talking to, to, to you guys, that's right. <laughs> and, and I just, really liked your uh, your Q and A as well. I think it, it really ni- it is nice that you interact with the community because uh, it makes a big difference on the channel for sure. Yeah, I'm still working on the YouTube one. That's going to be pretty awesome. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah. Perfect. And for anybody who doesn't know, uh, Matt is actually in the running to play the Green Ranger in the new Power Rangers reboot. You have no <laughs> idea. It's incredible. <laughs> <laughs> so uh why don't you tell everybody where they can find you tommy <laughs> well, it's, well it's interesting on my youtube page you can see me using a knife as a flute at super robot power hour on youtube that's not in fact true however the address is it's currently rather barren but you can look at lion looking at you looking at him for my uh avatar but anyway that might not be as empty as it is right now in the future but you can also if you wanted to talk to me for some apparent reason and tell me how handsome i am robot power (laughs) on twitter is where you would find that but you could also talk to me on the forums at (laughs) cartridgebrothers.com